Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In your house for <laughs> watch along. What? What are you saying with words from your mouth, you pirate? Well, uh, this is where the classic raw review takes a break from watching 43 minutes of <laughs> I don't know what to watch a pay per view from the time in real time, almost like an alternate commentary, like you're pressing the red button. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell. The mulligan to my O'Hare is to my lefticle, Jack Atkins. Jackkins, how you doing, Jackkins? Not too bad. Uh, <laughs> we've been in a very good mood today already. It's been we? a busy sprightly day yeah. in Toffis. Um, my favourite part was where you went, I need to go and get a coffee now because I'm not suitably caffeinated to sit with you for the next two hours. <laughs> you learned from last time, sir. Oh, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> from a, is this your second watch along now? No, third, because I, I did Armageddon with you and Matthew and had to run off halfway through for a piss and then I got cramp in my leg and I was just, <laughs> I was just sat here shell-shocked like... <laughs> Well, what a joy. Hopefully you've pissed before we started. I have pissed, yeah. If you have, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean I'll, I didn't let you in on the ground rule beforehand, but if you do need to piss uh, during the show, that's fine. Just put my hand up like, sir, Just sir. Put, your, put your hand up and you can go. I can, I can steer the conversation whilst you're away. Yeah. It's not a problem. Don't feel like you have to hold it. No one to hold it and no one to <laughs> fold it. Don't fold it. You'll, you'll break the cartilage. So we're going to watch In Your House 4 in real time, and you can do that with us. Um, our thoughts going into this. Uh, this is a very snake bit show. Yes. As, as we have discovered. Well, Undertaker's out. Undertaker's out. Shawn Michaels has had his head kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse incident was quite fun. Um, but we have got the debut of Goldust to keep us warm and toasty. We have indeed. And no doubt other shenanigans as the show goes on. It is In Your House 4, The Great White 
North. It is on the WWE Network. If you find In Your House 4, October 22nd, 1995, on Peacock, or whatever you use for the network, Pigeon, I don't know, we'll give you a second to go and find that right now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome back. Jack Kins, are we ready for some In Your House 4? I, I, I think we are. I think we're just about ready, aren't we? Yeah. Okay, if you're ready at home, we're going to press play together and you can watch along with us on Go in three, a two, a one, go. Oh, cold start. Joni Wilson! From... I just want to say Wilson Phillips, but it won't be. It right. is, isn't it? Is it not? I'm going to look her up now. <laughs> I'll let the subtitle say Tony Wilson, even though that's not her name. That <laughs> is a good, it was an estimate. I'll turn the subtitles off, actually. What do we think on the Canadian anthem, by the way? I love her. It's I, our favourite. I, I lived in Canada for a couple of years, so it's, it's close to my heart. Ooh, what led you to Canada? I can't remember if you've told us this before. Uh, boredom. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm spinning my wheels. I'm just going to move to Toronto for a few years. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That's all right. It's, uh, yeah, I, I love it over there. I haven't been back for a few years, though, because of money and COVID. So hopefully getting back over next September for some poutine and just to frown at my friends. There's, you know, I found a lovely poutine place in Edinburgh. You were randomly, saying, And straight away, I was like, ooh. Color, color me intrigued. Mm. Now, I think... Right, okay, so I've Googled Joni Wilson. And um, I found an article from 2016 uh, in which it's revealed that she used to date Keith Urban. All right. Uh, Keith... Uh, Joni Wilson discography. Um, she did a... She was on a compilation album called Love Rocks. Love yeah. Rocks. Not Love Rocks. I don't know if she's done loads. I might be... I might be really speaking at her. <laughs> 
This is where we find out, like, um, she is number one in all of Canada. <laughs> you rude bastard. It's her. It's Drake. It's The Weeknd. It's Brian Adams. <laughs> They're the Mount Rushmore of Canadian music. <laughs> well, that was a lovely rendition of Okanada to get us underway. Thank you, Joni. What's your? What was your? What was something that surprised you about living in Canada? That there's only two seasons. Really? It's, it's, it's winter for like six months, and then it's like 30 degree plus heat for six months. Oh. Oh. Just realized we're doing dead air as well. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. People yeah. can listen. It's fine. We won't die if, no one, if we don't talk. Dean's done it! The boyhood dream. The boyhood Dean has come true! <laughs> oh! That'll be fine! Oh, that'll be fine! Yeah. He'll fly through that tower defense. Dean Douglas is the Intercontinental hey. Champion! And long may he reign. Long may Dean Douglas reign! Oh, what an exciting start to the show. Oh. A new champion. I hope he looks at that belt and goes, all oh, this history. Pat Patterson, <laughs> Rick Martel, and they can all kiss my ass. <laughs> Brings out the US title. Yes! Because I'm lining the flame of the sport. <laughs> of professional wrestling. In Canada as well. <laughs> oh, what's come back? Join us in our... Oh, well, geez. Join us in our CGI home. Look at all the empty seats. WWF business is great right now. Ooh. Let's not panic. Everything is fine. <laughs> oh, Vince. Oh, Vince and Jerry Lawler on our comms duty. So we are in Winnipeg for In Your House 4. Ah, Jim Ross. Oh, Jim's in. Will this be the first time? No, it surely no. won't be that we've seen Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler in the same place. I don't think so. Jim Ross was uh, 19 at this point. <laughs> That's what I look like if I shave. <laughs> it, is it? It's my, oh my God, it probably would be. Just a bit like a young Harold Bishop from Neighbours. <laughs> Are you ready to make a difference, Tom? I, I've never made a difference. I've barely made a crumble. <laughs> uh, we are in the Winnipeg Arena, uh, the city's premier ice hockey venue up till 2004. Mm. Uh, it was the home of the Winnipeg Jets, in the, uh, who played in the World Hockey Association and the NHL. Yeah. Also home to junior and minor league teams like the Manitoba Moose. Yes. Is, that, is Moose the plural of Moose? I'd say so. Mices. Uh, Winnipeg Warriors as well. Uh, it closed uh, in 2004 when the MTS Center was was done, and uh, they all moved to a nicer a nicer one. Yeah, <laughs> off on the way. Oh, very sad. It's now a parking lot. Of course it is. That sucks. Like 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 Hitler's bunker. Is it now a parking lot? Yeah. So can you literally park on Hitler's grave? You can. Wow. But it's it's one of those things that... We got into Hitler conversation within <laughs> 10 minutes. It's one of those things that is not advertised because they're just like, we don't want to make it a shrine. We don't want to make it anything. No. But everyone just knows like oh, that's that's where Hitler's bunker was. And it's just, yeah, car park. It's happily where Hitler was just uh, was buried. 
And here comes Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Who would have thought, right, at the moment, I'm just checking our recordings, who would have thought, right now, we're about to see a match between two guys who, in four years' time, would conspire to kill the man that is meeting Vince McMahon <laughs> around this time. God, the superstar himself. Yes. The stunner. These two the will, ringmaster. <laughs> these two will conspire to kill the ringmaster. Around about this time, when roughly almost four years to the day a month out oh, a month out from it it's funny when you think of it like that how quickly the, the the universe does turn yeah not even within four years just even jumping two years ahead if we're going november 97 well the attitude here has really taken flight mm-hmm. that's where you've got i, I know i know I, I, you know you look at these two you think 97 there was a clear star in the ring in 97 from these two who really shot to fame. You're right. The, the Sultan. Sultan. <laughs> oh, what? It's obvious. <laughs> Sharp. This is free. <laughs> Ten punches straight away. Go ahead, Keish. This. He's not Keish yet. He's far too make a difference, far too. No, he's not Keish yet. I got he's shot, just... but I want to be cool now. <laughs> I got shot and I'm going to go and just help the kids. They were really big on gimmicks like this, yeah, weren't they? The whole idea of um, those guys that are going to just really change the world and like super top good guys. Like it, as soon as as like as late as 2020, they were doing something like that with Mustafa Ali. Oh yeah, if you remember, that was that was a thing that was happening too. I, th- I think there is space for it. It's just it's a fine line to kind of tread. Because you go one way and it'll be like too cloying. It's like, oh, this is just too cheesy. And if you go too far the other way, it's disingenuous. Yeah. So it's a very hard thing to pull off. But I reckon it can work. Just if You, you can balance it, it yeah. can't you? You can certainly balance it. Currently trying to find uh, the results for In Your House. I have my notes ready here and I've lost them. So I'm just going to dig them up in case big old Davey boy, Meltzer, has given ratings for all the matches, which I think he has. You mean the lesser Davy boy? The, the lesser Davy boy. The David that we're not massively a fan of. <laughs> I don't mind Melter. He's fine. He gets a bit of stick at the moment because he's, he's very long in the tooth, isn't yeah. he, the old Dave Melter? It's one of those of Melter. I don't take, like, with his match reviews, I don't take his word as gospel. If I hear something's like oh it's five star therefore i think it's five star but if he's like this match was good i'm like he's seen a lot of wrestling if he thinks it's good it's worth a punt yeah he, he kind of knows better than me yeah i don't remember helmsley choosing to wrestle with his shirt on i guess i i think cause he got jumped didn't he by far too so he's just kept his shirt on for the i can't believe it's an actual shirt and not some kind of velcro thing that he, just rips <laughs> off. he does look very gassed on at the moment no one spits like Gaston. <laughs> and he did spit later on. Oh, God, yeah, he did. He was yeah. exceptionally good at, at <laughs> spectra- expectorating. Yes, he was. What's that live the other week? Last week. Week before last. In Edinburgh. That's why I went to Edinburgh. Yeah. To go and see Beauty and the Beast live. You, were, you, were saying, you said it was really nice and Christmassy, but you haven't actually oh. said about the actual performance itself oh it was wonderful oh it's oh it's disney funded so it's like it's like watching real life cartoon characters like they've they've got the finest of the finest of theater actors i say theater actors one of them definitely was in emmerdale at one point 
Um, <laughs> Zach Dingle has gassed up. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. Get here, you beast. <laughs> Kill to beast. <laughs> It was great. It was it was a really fun show, actually. It's it's one for it's one to take the kids to. But both Alex and I are, are, are big Disney files. Yeah, we love the Disney. The Disney. So it was like it was it was actually a Christmas present for Alex from maybe a year before last. Mm. Obviously, the world caught fire. Yeah, and then it was not long ago, probably about three weeks before the show. I get a message saying it's nearly time for Beauty and the Beast. I was like. Oh, <laughs> forgot that. Yeah. Forgot we were doing that as a thing. Would you mind shutting the door for me, Jackie? Uh, no, uh, or is somebody opening it? Lovely, lovely Andrew Hodkinson got it. Oh, what a boy. Thank you, Andrew. Lovely Andrew Hodkinson to the rescue. So the door tends to swing open in this studio, and it feels like a ghost is coming in to do the show with us. I'm surprised we've not. I've talked about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me in the slightest. I'm surprised we've not got something to either keep it closed or just something to soundproof it a bit. Maybe like uh, a door snake. What are they called? Draft excluder. I've got one at home. You got a door snake? Uh, not like a. Is one it that a looks dog like snake? shaped no, one? No, it's just a oh. boring tweed sausage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could probably do with a boring tweed sausage to yeah. lie at the bottom of the door. Do they have draft excluders in America? No. Or is it a British thing? I think it's a very much British thing. They're long, like, cushions that, that more often than not are comically shaped like a sausage dog. Uh, you know, because, you know, it, your house is cold, but we can have a laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can get boring ones, though. Yeah. <laughs> like non-dog ones. You did just sum up Britishness there, though. Your house is cold, but we can have a laugh. Your house is cold, things are crap, but we can have a laugh. <laughs> That's how we do it. Oh my it. god, Dracula's on the front row. Dracula! It's nearly Halloween, to be fair. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> yeah, there he is! <laughs> <laughs> just casually chilling there. You play. Oh no, I just thought. He's not a creature of the night, is he? What if they booked him for the Undertaker match and they forgot to tell him that Undertaker's not there? Oh god. Oh no. I, I, suddenly Kevin Dunn on the thing has gone, why is there a. Oh, no, we forgot to unbook him. <laughs> He's going to jump in during Mabel and Yoko. <laughs> Papa Patterson's like, get Draclia off the front row. <laughs> we do not need Count Draclia. Get the Draclia. <laughs> get the dry cleaning off the front row. We we saw just there Rick, a, a, a classic uh, Rikishi slash Salofa Fatu bump. Yeah. Which was the spin cycle. I, he I, loves doing them. I mean... Uh, it must be an honor for some wrestlers to have certain things named after them. Like, the, that's just known as the Rikishi it's bump. the Rikishi bump, isn't yeah. it? It's like how um, John Moxley and Nigel McGuinness did the did a move that honored Les Kellett from World of Sport. Yeah. Which was the, the one they lean back into the ropes and then fall back into the ring. That's oh, an old yeah, Les yeah. Ke- Like, Nigel McGuinness did it. It was an old Les Kellett spot where Kellett would get punched into the ropes in World of Sport. He'd stagger backwards like and bounce off the middle rope and come back into the match. Yeah. And uh, Nigel McGuinness turned that into a lariat The jawbreaker, yeah. Yeah, the Les Kellett lariat. Or a headbutt, I think it might have been, or something. But um, No, it was a lariat. Yeah. It was a lariat. Yeah. And then Moxley started doing it. Yeah. And it's a, it's, and it's a World of Sport thing. Oh. So there you go. I like, I like the fact that World of Sport is still... Very much part of the culture. Yeah. You see it pop up in little places, but 
Most of the people I've interviewed for Desert Island Craps love World of Sport. I know Cole Cabana's a big fan of it. Yeah, he loves World of Sport. Sugar Dunkerton loves himself some World of Sport. Yeah. Bloody loves World of Sport. And you can see when he started watching it, how he started to incorporate it. Oh, good in old Shug D. In his game, Shug, D's, Shug D is bloody lovely. Big fan of Shug D. But yeah, lots of people incorporate it. And yeah, to have something named after you. Yeah. I think it's quite exciting. If you could have a move named after you, what would it be? Um, do you remember on WWF Attitude, if you went Jim Ross and you went to the top 10 buckle and you just fell? <laughs> yeah! I'd cut the Atkins plummet. <laughs> just, <laughs> just fall off the top rope. I like the idea of you having a finisher, uh, which is where you... It's like a splash off the top rope that squashes them thin, <laughs> and it's called the Atkins diet. Oh, turn them into flat Stanley. <laughs> uh, just like wobbling around. What about you, Tom? I, 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 there's one wrestler, big love to him, old pedigree, by the way. Um, developed, it was developed by Triple H, by the way, but Killer Kowalski did help. Mm. Um, there's a wrestler by the name of, what's the name he's going under now? Fallen out of my head. It's been so long since we spoke. Is he on the Indies? British? He's a, he's a British. He's a British indie star. He's a British indie star. Um, I know his real name, but I don't want to give away his real. His, I don't want to give away his shoot name. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep the kayfabe alive, brother. I gotta keep the kayfabe alive. But like, um, we uh, when I used to do stuff for Rise in Leeds, we would we would drive together. Uh, well, he, I say we'd drive together. He'd drive me because <laughs> I can't drive. Uh, and we just shoo the fat all the way around. And uh, he, was, he was great fun. Ragnar was the ring name. Oh. And uh, we just shoot the breeze and stuff. And I always thought he was great. And, and uh, he does a really nice lariat. And I yeah. always compliment, whenever I did commentary, I always complimented him on the, on the crisp lariat. And I, and I, and I get the lariat over. Because I like the lariat. Would you get uh, this over, though? Sorry. Oh, hello. Oh, and he, we're getting ready now for the a big feud for Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I love you, baby. <laughs> All right, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> and I was at a show once where he announced he was calling it the Campbell Clothesline. Oh. Cheers, like, oh, Ragnar. What a boy. Lovely and, guy. And if he ever misses it, it could be the cream of Campbell's clothesline. Yes! <laughs> oh, 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 yes! The divine constant of the classic reviews. The British Bulldog in the main event. Flexing. Look at him go. Oh, I'm so excited. A Bulldog main event. We should have got Matthew in for this. And I just realized, like, I think the dream of having a pay-per-view headlined by Bulldog <laughs> was something that the classic Smackdown review dreamed of. Even when he faced The Rock, he didn't main event. It was like fourth <laughs> match in. Literally, he dragged The Rock to his level. Yes, he in did. In 1999. And took a, took a bump on poo. <laughs> the Rock hated the match so much that after like they had the, the match finished, there was another match, and then The Rock came out and cut a promo and immediately started another rivalry. Like, <laughs> I want to I get as far away from this as possible. Big Daddy Cool, man. Diesel, man. 
Cool man. Van man. Bombardier, you bastard. Hands up, send it to you. Drive you. Out of the way. You're going to be pissing a bottle. Can't stop. I'm on the clock here. I've got, I've got 50 crates of soap. Pissing a bottle. Can't stop. I'm on the clock. You bastard. <laughs> Classic Bulldog promo. We have no idea what he said, but it sounded delicious. Um, how many stars did David Meltzer award the match between Fartu and Hunter Hurst Helmsley? Uh, one and a quarter. Well, you're, not, you're not too far off the landing pad. Uh, two stars. Oh, right. Uh, he says, uh, Fartu worked much harder than usual, did a good job of carrying Helmsley, who they are clearly protecting and building for the future. If uh, only uh, you knew... How much future they were building for. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, he just become like the heir apparent for a good long while until Nick Khan turned up, and that's all yeah. changed. But, I mean, before then, though, we've got WrestleMania 12 next year. Oh, 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 yes! <laughs> Forgot that. That's exciting. Right. Oh, little trees. That's cute. By the way, if you're watching along, it's 18 minutes in and 38, 39, 40 seconds. Mang. A lovely purple one. I like how they're in matching colours. Yeah. I'm a big fan of tag teams in matching colours. Yes. I think it's important. Yes. Not necessarily the same gear. They don't have to both nope. be in trunks. They don't have to both be in tights. But as long as there's a colour scheme, yeah. Colour scheme across the two. That's all I ask. I can forgive really bad tag team booking if the tag teams are at least dressed similar. Yeah. Yeah. And if the tag teams have an actual team name. Yeah, they need a team name as well. Not just like Brian and Chris. Yeah, they definitely need a team name. So these two have been feuding on Raw for a little while. Yes. I don't remember the, them being announced for a tag title match on Raw. <laughs> no, they weren't at all. The last time we saw Razor and Monty 3 Kid was that shite match where Razor pinned them about 50 times. They, and they then... Kept resetting. Since then, obviously, we've all found out Sean Waltman's a fraud during the Syracuse incident. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's a little bit glum. Like, because he's been chewed out by the click at this point. I just punched my microphone. Oh, but... for anger. <laughs> <laughs> the Syracuse incident made you that angry. Oh, Billy's cut his mullet off. Oh, end of an era. I wonder what that might in what that what that might lead to. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> out of all four of these men in the ring, one of them wrestled the other week. Billy Gun. Oh, is in recently? I thought yeah. you meant the other week. In no, this, no, the other week in the real oh, life God, timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Billy Gunn is. And somebody put this on Twitter, and it's so true. Like, everybody praises Goldberg for looking great in his 50s. Billy Gunn's nearly 60. Yeah. And he looks incredible. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a specimen. Yeah. And you know what? I know that you you missed the chance to tell him so when you saw him <laughs> at the airport that time. But <laughs> all right, Billy mate. Billy mate, you look great. <laughs> Do you want a Malteser? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd offer Billy got a Malteser. <laughs> would you like a pint? Would you like a cider, Billy? <laughs> Any particular type? I'll have an Aspel. <laughs> Aspel's <laughs> a cider. I have. I asking so. the wrong man. Oh yeah, I forgot you don't. <laughs> you don't do the drink. I I often consider 
doing that. I had a month off the booze mm. in October. And then I went out with, with Pachiti couple of days into November yeah and I felt very poorly the next day and I went you know what maybe this heavy drinking malarkey isn't all it's cracked up to me <laughs> maybe I could just not anymore as long as you're doing it for you that's all I'm I think I should be doing it for the next day me yeah I think I'll be doing it for future Tom I I, I have this thing where I I, I get future Tom has a tough time with present Tom because <laughs> more often than not future Tom goes I'll do that next week I'll sort that tomorrow and then future Tom's got to deal with the fact that present Tom, like, really, just fuck all. <laughs> well, this, this week's Tom's had a, a hairy time. Well, this is, this, the present Tom is dealing with what past Tom was <laughs> pitching to future Tom. <laughs> you, you've been running around like a fucking blue ass fly. Got some good steps in this week, though. Oof. Does some good stepping. I see. I see you have uh, the Fitbit on today. Some Fitbit stepping. So today I have done not so many today, just six thousand six hundred sixty-seven. That's a quiet day. It looks like it looks like the uh, communicator from Quantum Leap. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Ziggy says there's an eighty-seven percent chance. I mean, there's a calorie counter on here. Apparently, I've burned two thousand thirty-eight calories today. I have eaten a lot of crisps, so I don't (laughs) think it counts anymore. Well, I've eaten a lot of biscuits. Marginal so, gains. I think, you know what, I, if I break even by the end of the week, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, and I lost... I've been doing it for like three weeks now, despite the fact I'm pushing biscuits into my face constantly. I am eating less. And I dropped four pounds in the first week, and then I dropped a pound and a half in the second week. So we're, we're on a decline, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. We'll see how we go. I'm gonna have a big poo Friday night, then weigh myself that. <laughs> the uh, the the Borthwick, I think that's called, isn't it? The Bo- is it called the Borthwick diet? Uh, uh, no, according to uh, I think it's Atletico Mins. There's the Chadwick, which is the first piss of the day, mm. as the Borthwick, which is like a big poo. And what I think it's uh, Andy says is he weighs himself before a big poo, yeah. and then weighs himself afterwards and figures out how much his poo wow. weighs. Wow! Yeah. I'm gonna try that tomorrow. Yeah. Because I do the Borthwick. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a big part of the start of my days. And I'll, I'll truth be told, uh, a little inside information for you, because I'm the first one in and I put together the news podcast, uh, I'll tend to set the news agenda for the day by, by setting up the news videos, right? Quite a few Cold Heart news videos have been set up in the Borthwick position. <laughs> so you're very welcome. Quite a few videos that have been put together on Cultaholic have been written whilst I'm sat on the toilet in the morning going, right, what's happened in the world? I mean, this was news to me as well. You're welcome. So. You're very welcome. So next time you watch a news video, you think, Tom probably wrote that whilst having his, his, his first poo of the day. It's nice, that, isn't it? It's normally interrupted by scratching because when the door <laughs> is shut, Pablo's like, I need to get in. I need to be in this room now. How, how's the little fella been this week? He's been all right this week. I discovered something about him. That like, and it's to do with the toilet and the Borthwick. Um, Alex was, I, I was home and Alex wasn't, and I went to the loo. And because I'm on my own, I left the door open. Because you do, lad. <laughs> oi, oi. Oi, oi. And Pablo came in, and he was like, oh, that's good. Because I'm sat there, and he's just like, meh, meh. And then I think he realised what was happening, and then he walked away, and then he sat in the doorway with his back to me. Hmm. I was like, that's interesting. It turns out, right, because pa- cats, a lot, they can't move whilst they're going to the loo. Like, their body sort of freezes up. Yeah. So if they're in packs, they'll have one cat sort of keeping watch ah. for predators. So I think that is a, 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 a biological hangover. 
So he sees me going to the loo and goes, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> and he sits guard yeah. in case, I don't know, someone comes at me with a hammer whilst I'm having a poo. <laughs> and even then, what are you going to do? <laughs> But I think that's what it is. He sits guard as if to go, don't worry, I'll keep an eye on things. Oh, I like that. It's nice, isn't it? He's a good try, guy. try going to do some homework for you and for you at home listening. Go to the toilet. If you have a cat, go to the toilet, leave the door open and see whether the cat comes into the toilet, sees what's going on and then walks away and sits in the doorway Louis, and monitors. Is, is Louis update. Louis Usu- update. Usually I'll save the first thing in the morning. Um, I'll go for a, you know, a Borthwick, maybe even a sit-down Chadwick to treat myself. Oh, what a day that is. And because he's not been fed, he comes in and kind of just like stands in front of me, just kind of headbutts like the trousers that are out my ankles. He's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm hungry. And then he'll just kind of go outside, just start licking his own crotch. <laughs> he's terrible. I was saying to Sean last night, I was like, there's been too much Louis talk on, 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 the, uh, on the podcast when Poppy's the, the greatest cat ever. Uh, and I was thinking, yeah, it's like having a wrestling podcast. And instead of talking about Bret Hart, you talk about the British Bulldog. And then I was like, oh, hang on. That's what we do. <laughs> so, so are you saying that the, the Poppy is the Bret Hart? She to, is. To, to the British Bulldog. Yeah. To Louis' British Bulldog. Yeah. It's not, not inaccurate, to be no, fair. not so. And it does, and it does further the, the generalised opinion that bad behaviour does draw more attention. <laughs> it does. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. And we always wish that wasn't the case, but it's true. <laughs> so Louis is always going to get our love. He is. Are you going to bring Louis in one day? Because I keep pondering bringing Pablo in one day. Because I, I just because I know Fraser is allergic, and bless Fraser, he said I'll just take some antihistamines that morning mm. if I know he's coming in. I can just I can dope up. I'm sure doesn't Jack have an allergy as well? Jack's got an allergy to dogs. Dogs. Okay. Cats. He's all right with. Yeah. So I think I can bring Pablo in. Because on the top floor, like the windows are shut yeah. most of the time, so we can't jump to his death. Which I genuinely think, if he had the first chance to, he might. So I'm terrified of that. And it's quite an enclosed area. I think he'd be fine. He'd just wander around, fall asleep on <laughs> on Aiden's laptop, probably. Yeah. Slow down the news. See, with with Louis, great. he'd just be causing havoc. <laughs> Poppy would be fine. She'd come in, she'd sit next to me, be like, "What are we working on?" Like, right. <laughs> what are we working on? So I'll be like, "So Kingston." You spelled thorough on. wrong. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? Give it here. <laughs> um, There's a little news for you. Poppy writes most of Jack's articles. She does, I'm a fraud. <laughs> Whereas uh, Louis be like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, hi, Louis. <laughs> I've been sick again. She's cleared it up for me. That's, uh, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, Louis. Can I have a cuddle? No, oh, do you want to look at me, bum? It's like, hey, Dad, look. Look at me, bum. Look, see that? Oh, you can eat, you can eat your dinner off that. <laughs> so we've got Dean Douglas at the world's smallest desk. <laughs> Why is he at a tiny desk? And actually, it's an interesting point. Razor Ramon is is working two matches tonight. Yeah, then. double duty. He's double dutying, which is weird because they've clearly gone. Oh, we need someone to replace Sean. But at the same time, this tag match wasn't announced. No. So. Surely you could have put someone in here instead. Or you could have just had Dean Douglas. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Dean Douglas bit as we get to the Dean Douglas bit. Yeah. Could you... Hmm, thinking, how could you have swapped it around? You could have had 
Dean Douglas versus Yokozuna, maybe. Mm. Razor and Kid against each other again. And then, what, Man on a Mission versus the Smoking Guns? Dean Douglas versus Yokozuna, though. Are you on glue? <laughs> what? Who is who is who is that for? Who is that booking for? Who is Yokozuna versus Mabel for? Big lads, big big men, slap meat. Yeah, but don't you want to see for Big E Langston? Don't you want to see a, a big lad batter a teacher? <laughs> B is for Bonsai. <laughs> That's the only bit of promo I could think of for for Yoko versus Dean Douglas. Oh, God, it doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? <laughs> I like the idea of Dean Douglas just being awarded the title, but then somebody running out and saying, I want to challenge you for it now. Yeah. Rather than kind of announcing, oh, you're facing Razor. Yeah. You could have done it as whatever happens here, then Razor comes out as a surprise. Hey, Mang, defend it now, Mang. Yeah. Or you could have even just had like like a lower card. Barry Horowitz come out yeah. and go... I've been working this company for years. I've never been handed anything. You handed that. I'm going to take it off you. Yeah, Barry! Big Baz. Big Barry on pay-per-view. Getting his moment in the sun. <laughs> I love the idea. I've um, My mate, Liam, they used to do a podcast called the Square Circle Gazette where they did a series on there called Rewriting the Book. And they would take a time period from the WWF or WCW and just book an entire year. Like, we've re like just go, right, we've taken control for a year. Yeah. What are we going to do with it? And they did it for 1995. And it was my favorite one. In fact, I might listen to it on the way home today. Uh, it's my favorite one simply because, like, the roster's so wather thin. And they're like, <laughs> what are we going to what do we fucking do with this? I think at one point they got so desperate for teams, they made a team out of Yokozuna and Quang. Oh, Quang? They brought Quang back. They brought Savio Vega back as Quang and had him team with Yokozuna. Jeez. They're like, we've got, we just need something. Is this a talk of Savio? We've not seen Savio for a few weeks, have we? Quang. <laughs> Quang. Quang's, kids love Quang. Kids, all the kids love Quang. He's a hidden character in, um, in uh, WWF Raw. He is, yeah. I don't know whether it's a hidden character or whether it's just like it was for. I'm sure he was console exclusive as well, wasn't he? He was. He was um, 32x exclusive, I think, yeah. because only the 32x could just 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 rinse out those few extra drops on the dishcloth to to squeeze on an extra character. <laughs> the only console big enough to handle Quang. <laughs> Would have sold more if they would have put that on the box. I heard the 32X described by the Angry Video Game Nerd. I don't know whether you were a fan of the 32X, which was the Mega Drive add-on. No, I was a, I was a Nintendo boy. Ah, so the Mega Drive, in order to stay alive, like they wanted to keep, they like Sega wanted to keep the Mega Drive going past its usefulness. Yeah. By this point, like you've got, you know, Nintendo making big moves and and Sony entering the market. And they and and Mega and Sega released the 32X, which is like a mushroom that clicks onto the top of the Mega Drive to give it extra processing power. Ooh. And the angry video game nerd said it looks like a tumor. <laughs> it looks like, and, and and then you also had like a power socket for the Mega Drive, and then a separate power socket, and then something else for the 32X. You had all these cables coming out of it. Yeah. He said it looks like a tumor, and it looks like it's on life support. And it, and it actually Christ. is a great analogy for that. Yeah. That it genuinely was. What's your favorite Sega console, Lanks? I know you're a Sega boy. Oh, I think it's the Mega Drive. Yeah. I think it's got like the, the definitive Mega Drive. Nothing else really touched the sides for me. No. I think that 
I mean, the Sega, obviously the Mega CD, the attachment to that is great. The Sega CD, if you're in America, sorry, Mega Drive or Genesis, Genesis. if you're going to be American about this. Um, but yeah, the Mega Drive for me. What we are witnessing now is the Mega Drive of McGillicutty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Why did Razor just watch? Well, I mean, it shows that he had, you know, faith in his mate, but... Kid your shit, mate. <laughs> One, two, three, kid is shit. Yeah, you blew it, you bastard. He's kicking the turnbuckles harder than he kicked those servicemen in Syracuse, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> so considering we talked nothing about that match... Um, all right, match? Yeah, it was all right. Razor, Razor hit a big Razor's edge, um, and then Waltman was like, oh, let me tag in and get the pin. But I think it was Billy was playing possum, so he rolled him up. Oh! Oh, he's just turned heel. Kid being a wrong un. Hitting his war kicks on uh, the gun. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, now you're good at wrestling, kid. Ah, boo, you big perm. Boo. It's hard to think it took like another, what, year and a half for him to actually grow that mulleted perm out. <laughs> That's just interesting because Razor Ramon's gone like, all right, stop fight, Don't hurt him. I'll talk to him. Yeah. So Ramon's gone, look, yeah, give him back. We lost. Get over yourself. Ramon being the uh, virtuous <laughs> Razor-themed bad guy from, <laughs> from America, I, I, from Puerto Rico. I, I like Shades of Grey, though, with mm. my faces. It was like the... Um... When Lex Luger was heel in WCW, but Sting was still face, and Sting was like, "He's still my mate. I don't agree with what he's doing, but he's my mate. Let mm. me, let me vouch him. Don't attack him." <laughs> I don't think Bret Hart's really there. <laughs> the thing is, though, I'm here with Bret Hart, who's more charismatic than normal. He, he could definitely cut a better promo than the real Bret Hart. <laughs> this is the only way they can get Bret and Sean in the same room together no. at this point. <laughs> but it looks like. <laughs> Bret Hart in your bedroom. Watch you sleep. <laughs> That's terrifying. Oh, you got some good sleep technique there. <laughs> yeah, I'll stretch you. That'll help you sleep. Stretch him. Talking to Bret and Sean, though, um, kudos to <laughs> the rest of our team here. Who was it who worked on it? It was Justin. Justin Henry from Off of America, Matthew Stewart, one of our fine editors, and Sam Driver, Sam who Driver. did the voiceover for yeah. Screwed, uh, the, the Montreal Screwjob story. And in a way, told in a way like never before. Yeah. And it's it's uh, a one-hour documentary from Coldaholic that I just think is phenomenal. It's wonderful. Yeah. Support it by sharing it and telling everybody about it because I would love for that triple threat to do more things like that. Yeah. I really, really would. Because I think that's where they've absolutely shone. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the only reason, like, we can spend a an hour talking bollocks like this is because there's people like that who are putting together very legitimate wrestling content. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The Hollywood premiere. The premiere. The He's a creepy bastard, Goldberg. It's great, isn't he? It's good, isn't it? 
37 minutes in, by the way. 37 minutes and 18, 19, 20. Uh, how many stars for the tag title match? Before we get into this. Uh, two and three quarter. Spot on. Two and three quarters. There we go. I so, love Goldust theme as well. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a Jim Johnson cut that has stood the test of time. It's uh, This already feels different as well. Because yeah. this has taken me out of it. As in, it's like, we're not watching New Generation anymore. This is the first step towards the Attitude Era. Mm. This is the first TV appearance of gold dust yeah dustin so he hasn't been watching or listening so this is uh dustin runnels dustin rhodes yeah the son of dusty rhodes by this point dusty and dustin are estranged um he left wcw there was actually he was, he was fired from wcw after he bled during a uh, yeah. king of the road match with black top bully with black top bully he was sacked from the company because was, there was no bleeding policy off he went picked up the phone to Vince McMahon and the WWF and they said, hey, we've got an idea for you. And Vince McMahon, who has made history out of uh, hiring a Rhodes and attempting to take the piss, whilst yeah. the Rhodes turns it into absolute, pardon the pun, gold. Uh, there are no polka dots. There's a lot of glitter. And this gimmick was met with uh, concern behind the scenes that it would be rejected for being too... Uh, too cutting, too um, controversial. Yeah. There was concern that the fans would shit on it the moment they realized who it is. And there was fear of that because they did some live events in Florida where the roads ruled for a long yeah. time. They realized it was Dustin Rhodes and they just cheered like wild things. So there is a lot of concern, but they're rolling with it. And, you know, it's one of the very rare occasions where Vince McMahon being bloody minded is paying off. Yeah. Because he's going for it. And and I, I wish I wish that I'd been watching at this time because I I would like to know how a young Tom would have reacted to this because I can see it now like this was a, a historic unveiling as you say yeah. as you rightly say the kind of embryonic stage of the Attitude Era is in 1995 yeah but I'd love to know like how I would have reacted to it at the time I probably would have been a bit horrified a bit nervous he was a bit weirded out. Early Goldust was very unsettling, very creepy. And then obviously everything that's come since, it's like, you know, there was the Tourette's Goldust, there was the Legacy Goldust. I say Legacy, he wasn't part of, obviously, the Legacy, <laughs> but you know what I mean when it was just like, oh, Goldust's back, let's respect Goldust for yeah. what he's put in. And now he's kind of like half Goldust, but he's the natural again. But going back to the pure character work, he's... And especially considering how neon-soaked everything is, and you've just got this just odd, odd gold-painted man. Mm. He, looks like a, he looks like a trophy. He does. He's like an Academy Award. Yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, what they're going with. Yeah. But yeah, there was... Um, but the, Putting him in there with Marty Jannetty was an interesting choice, I guess, with Marty Jannetty. It's somebody who is back in the fold of the company who could put on a, a strong match with somebody who is a great wrestler, but trying a new character and trying yeah. a new style. Like, there's no question that Dustin Rhodes is a, is, a, is a great competitor, but there was obviously concern about 
like you're now performing as a character, so a lot of your shtick changes. Well, it was like the other week on Raw when Janetti took on Chris Candido and was saying, if you know you want you want Janetti to look good, put him with Candido, and now he's kind of paying it forward. You want mm. this new character to look good, put him in with Marty. Put him in with Marty. But not the moment. Like this is the first time I've ever seen the uh, the first match of Goldust. Yeah. And I'm surprised. Like in the early stages, how little offense he gets. Like how sort of almost jumbled this match seems to be. I thought it'd be a little bit more of a squash match. Yeah. Like with Janetti spooked out by Goldust. When they went, they just went nose to nose then, and Janetti looked a bit freaked. Mm. And it, it reminded me, I always forget how massive Dustin Rhodes is. He's tall, isn't he? He's a huge boy. I feel like that stare down should have been at the beginning of the match. Yeah. I feel like that should have been right at the start. With, and then Janetti sort of going, oh, staying away from you. Janetti dressed like a bowling alley carpet there as well. <laughs> I've seen some Weatherspoons carpets that look like that. <laughs> I mean, I, shame for Marty. He never, he never stopped being a rocker, did he? He never did. Keep on rocking in the free world, Marty. <laughs> he never stopped rocking. Even when he, like, in, in it might have been 04 or 05, they brought him back for a match against Jericho. And the week before, he teamed with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And it just felt very jarring. Because that was the first time I'd watched wrestling in about four or five years. Because someone was like, oh, the Rockers are back. Like, someone scores. Like, have you got it on tape? And they're like, yeah. Mm. Took it around to my mate. It's like, the Rockers? Are we like, fucking two right here? <laughs> I'm sure, sure that was the same episode where Orton RKO Jake Roberts as well. Because us, us being old school kids, we were just like, right, cool. The Rockers and Jake Roberts. Right, let's watch this. Because that was in the build-up to Orton versus Undertaker. And Jake came out and went, you've got to be careful with Undertaker. He's, he's, he's good. Yeah. And Orton went, all right, bang. I'm a legend killer. Yeah. Kill the legend. I love the legend killer. So good. The proper legend killer, not the one from the other year where he had <laughs> splinter cells goggles. <laughs> oh, mate. Imagine when we get to that. I think, I mean, if I'm not dead by that point. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll be, I, I'll be, holy shit. If we get to that point, I'll be nearly 60. Yeah. No, you probably will be. I'll be turning 58. <sighs> And how are you two years old? I'll be over 60 then, maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have a Sun Life pension plan. <laughs> and I've got my free Parker pen. Whoa. That's what Jeez. we do it for, kids. We do it for that Parker pen at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll probably be, this will probably be delivered differently. We'll probably just do it straight to people's brains with the microchip we all had installed in 2051. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't to prevent COVID 408. I'll, put, I'll, the, put the microchip in your head, it's fine. I'll be doing it from my couch in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> How did you get to the desert? Oh, no. Just exiled. Yeah. I, I thought it Probably, yeah. I might do it from my balcony where I'm listening to vinyl and wearing tweed. That's what my 40s are going to be. I'm ready. My body's ready for my 40s. I'm wearing tweed. I want to go a bit more grey. Yeah. I want a long beard. And I want to sit on the balcony listening to vinyl and maybe smoking a bit of hemp. See, that's how I that's how I picture my forties. Alex is all right with it. That's what you want your forties to be. Yeah. I'm 33 in a couple of days. And you're there. A long beard, bit of grey in it, lots of vinyl. <laughs> See, I want to be you when I grow up. Basically, who doesn't? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 sort of 
bracing myself to to grow old disgrace. Every so often I realise that I'm 38 next year and I, and I go a little cold. Yeah. I have a little, like, a little flash of cold that runs through me. Um, but then I get over myself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about it. Before I turned 30, it was like, oh, shite. And then as soon as I got to 30, it was like, actually, my 20s were pretty crap at times. Yeah, I'm just going to embrace turning 30 and I've enjoyed oh, yeah. it so far. My oh, my, th my 30s have been infinitely better than my 20s. Yeah, definitely. Infinitely. I kind of wish that... All of all the stuff I do now had come along when I was in my twenties. Yes, because I genuinely think that had it done that, I'd probably be hosting the Late Show in ten years' time. Yeah, <laughs> I've said this before because my brother's ten years older than me, so he's forty-three. But I've said to Sean, I was like, I wish he was ten years older. She's like, Why? I said because the the you know the the path I went down and writing and that. If I was ten years older, magazines were still big business, and it was the early days of the internet before the bubble burst and all that. We'd be fucking driving gold-plated llamas. I don't know. Would but, you? Do you think you would have had the wherewithal to realise the shift was coming? Because some writers didn't, do they? Some magazine no. writers kind of went, "No, magazines will always be here." What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's the that's the thing as well is that knowing that things are going to change and, and being and being able to adapt that's why i do a lot of stuff on twitch yeah because i feel like that's a lot of things are moving in that direction yeah and i want to be sort of ahead of the curve a little bit i want to you know so when suddenly everything moves over to twitch i'm not startled by it yeah like many people were with tiktok like what is this i, I had my first experience with twitch the other day properly uh logging in to watch you with the jigsaw because <laughs> I'd had an account I, I'd had like an Amazon gaming account to get bits for Destiny 2 but I'd never properly done Twitch apart from putting salty bet on so I was like right I'll, I'll log in I'll say some bits and bobs and that's yeah. your first Twitch experience it was yeah I still don't really understand it but. well I think obviously it started as a, as a gaming platform where people used to stream their games on yeah. there but, but now it's it's broadening out and I don't think that I think whilst people will always watch people playing games I think that the there's so much more to it. There's so much. There is so much more power here yeah. than just playing games. I'm quite excited by that. I'm quite intrigued by that. I don't want to just be one of those people that just sits and play. I mean, I'll do it. I don't mind playing games with them, but I feel like there's more. That's why we do jigsaws. That's why we build houses of cards because I feel like there's something to this. Yeah. That I want to try and tap into. Oh yeah. As a as a. <laughs> An entertainer. Say entertainer. I did a fucking <laughs> dog jigsaw puzzle. For, <laughs> I've done it for seven hours. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, I may not have finished it yet. <laughs> you may have eaten it out of frustration. I, I may have. <laughs> my heart may have stopped out of sheer frustration. <laughs> that would be a harrowing Twitch stream. I was all crowded around you. <laughs> giving chest impressions. Tom, come on, Tom. <laughs> I was watching. Skodes donates 100 bits. <laughs> Love you, Skodes. I know he's listening. Hello, friend. <laughs> we don't give him a shout enough on the podcast, so big love to Stephen Skodes. Hello, Stephen. Hello, friend. Nice to have you there. And big love to John Eiley as well. Of we have, course, we've John. given John no photoshops this week. But Not that's fine. So far. So no. far, but I like to think that sometimes we'll do a show where John can just have the day off yeah. and just enjoy it yeah. and not and not be on standby. I know he does watch them with Photoshop ready, but John can just chill maybe. Yeah. I think. Although I've... Yeah. British... Everything to do with the British Bulldog, I love about this podcast, but John put in British Bulldog with the Diddy Men and the Jambotty <laughs> Mines. 
had me crying. And then the other day, his Uncle Peter with the singing owls on his arm. Loose, bird loose. <laughs> he is exceptional. That's all. Hey, John, Uncle Peter, or Davy Boy? Both John and Uncle Peter slash Davy Boy <laughs> slash John. A bit of all of them. Anyway, Gold Dust debut is happening. It's going a bit long. It's going very long. I thought this would be creepy shit, sketchy shit, curtain call. <laughs> I genuinely think they booked him for Undertaker's skit. Forgot to unbook him. Jerry did say there he is when talking about him. Was it Jackie Chan then? There he is! <laughs> That's a Twitch joke. <laughs> I, just, I was just imagining a world where just <laughs> Jackie Chan and Goldust the mates. <laughs> oh, hit the rocker dropper. I prefer the rocker dropper without the arm hook. I yeah. know that's controversial, but I feel like it looks more visually impressive and it's less less cumbersome to set up. He's too far away. Nah. Oh, he, oh, he hit the top rope, nothing. Oh, that's nice. But this has gone too long. This should have been sketchy shit, weird shit, creepy shit, curtain call. Done. Yeah, definitely. I feel... If you wanted to establish Goldust as a star from the off. Hang on. This is 1995 and there's a fella on the front row on a mobile phone. Is there? Yeah. Just in front of Draclia. Is it Dave it Meltzer? It's a fella in a, a, a denim jacket because they're in Canada. Of course, he's wearing a denim jacket. But he was on the phone. The only person in the Winnipeg arena with a mobile phone. It's a simpler time. Oh, he missed a top rope, nothing. I hate the diving fist drop. It's, it's just a bit crap, in it? Yeah. Who's it for, really? Because <laughs> you think about it, like, if you did it in reality, you'd probably break your own wrist. It's true. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, that's the finish. Yeah. Oh, there's no curtain call. Face first suplex. So the curtain call was lift into suplex, span him round. Curtain call was basically a reverse DDT, but elevated. Yes. So you'd hook the hook the the head. Yeah. And their their body would be facing that uh, forwards. Then you'd lift them up and you both fall back. Like it was like an elevated reverse DDT. Is I think there's a list there of um, wrestlers whose secondary moves are more famous than their finishers. Because the Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dreams. Uh, curtain Call. He did another one. I'm sure there was another move that he did with a, like a, a, um, a Hollywoody name yeah. much later on. Let's so, see if I can find it. People's Elbow is more famous than the rock bottom. Yeah. And then Arn Anderson, the spine buster, wasn't his finisher. What was his finisher? A Hammerlock DDT. Was it? Yeah. But I always remembers the spine buster. I always assumed it was. <laughs> it's where I get a load of tweets. So no dickhead. It's clearly the spine buster. But no, I, don't, I, don't, I think you're right. I don't think he ever won any matches with. It was just so nice that everyone was like, "Ooh, it was a great, it's a great it spine still buster." Is. That one he does on the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh, 18. 18. It's so good. It's perfect. Oh, it's just a gorgeous gif. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous gift. The timing by everyone involved, Flair, Taker, and Anderson, it's perfect. And it's just 
Oh, there we go. Superstar hotline. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, one, two, three kids on his own. Mom, can you come pick me up? <laughs> the other boys laughed at me again. They all thought I was rubbish. Yeah, I lost. I lost the match and everybody thought I was crap. Yeah, I did kick them, but it didn't, didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I've got to go home now because these two are rubbish. <laughs> You're just idiots. I don't care about the belts. You eat a turd. They pan out and he's just sat right next to them going, yeah, the smoking guns, they are rubbish, Mum. You're right. <laughs> Billy's just trying not to look at him, just like, don't look at him, Bart. Don't, don't look at him. Don't look, don't look, don't look. So, the debut of Gold Dust, uh, what did young David Meltzer say on the old star system? I'm saying one. Uh, one and a half here. Yeah, it was just a bit too long. Um, more Okay, the crowd didn't react to the gimmick. Oh, here we go. So, Dave's got some more uh, analysis about it. Uh, I'll rush through. Um, Goldus was given an elaborate ring entrance with stars from the lights. The lights turned down and glitter. However, once he took off his wig, he looked like a banana with ears. <laughs> the two were trying, and Janetti looked nice. Janetti took nice bumps, but they didn't work well together and missed a lot of spots. More importantly, the crowd didn't react to the gimmick. When it was over, it came off as much ado about nothing. Oh. Yeah! Ba-da-ba! <laughs> um, one and a half stars. I think that's about about right. It was just too long. Yeah, it was too long. So far, match of the night has been the tag title match. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it's it. They're both going to get blown out of the water now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Talking of blown out of the water. That fellow at the front looks like Terry Gordy. Terry Gordy and Adam Cole it's on the right. It's not Rhino. It's not Rhino. That's Rhino. It's Rhino! It's Rhino! It is Rhino! It's Terry Richards! Yeah, Rhino carrying King Mabel to the ring. Oh my god! Looking like Bruce Bogtrotter. <laughs> it's the Man Beast Rhino! What a, what a little coup there! That's great! Future WWF Hardcore Champion Rhino! Yeah, the last great hope of ECW. What's funny, yeah, and we ate. We had Johnny Swinger on last week. Yes, we did. His tag partner in WCW that time. Oh. ECW Invasion starting early. We've got Dean Douglas with the Intercontinental title. Oh, just where's New Jack? <laughs> Probably <laughs> in prison. <laughs> what have you done now, New Jack? Oh, I didn't mean to hurt him. <laughs> I just threw him off a building. <laughs> he called me a silly bugger. <laughs> so I gutted him. No one calls New Jack a silly bugger. <laughs> Not even New Jack. No. Are you starting, New Jack? Yeah, I am New Jack. <laughs> I'll get you, you bastard. I know where you live, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right, yeah. I like how every questionable character on this podcast now is just Uncle Peter. <laughs> Pretty much. Louis, Bulldog, yeah. <laughs> New Jack. Yeah. I've, I've got one voice when Yoko I'm not, when I'm not doing your bastard. when I'm not doing Homestar Runner or Strong Bad or Alan Rickman I'm just doing generic <laughs> kind of Leedsman uh, what's the word for somebody from Leeds it's got a special name hasn't it uh, uh, Lee, um, a lad other unleaded <laughs> for Yorkshire man. Yorkshire Another name for Yorkshireman. A Yorkshire oldie worldy name. Um. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, it begins with an L, I'm pretty sure, but I can't find it. Liam. <laughs> the Liam. Uh, I'll, I'll have, I, I will find it. And I will kill it. Right. <laughs> 
fan-friendly president, Gorilla Monsoon, made this match, which yeah. you are watching on the watch-along. 56 minutes in and 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 57 minutes. Uh, Fan-friendly, friendly president, Gorilla Monsoon, went, okay, I can't give you Undertaker versus King Mabel. Don't worry, got to back up. Two fat lads clatter each other. Yeah. Thanks. For your entertainment. Thanks, Gorilla. Cheers, Gorilla. Did you keep the receipt? <laughs> this is I want Gorilla Monsoon is the sort of dad where you'd say, Can I have a Mega Drive for Christmas? And he'd turn up with a Philips CDI. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Man in the shop told me it's what all the kids want. Or like my nanny Rose that time when um, my brother asked for a WWF ring uh, for his figures and she bought a WCW one. Mm. It's not the same. It's not the same. They're both good rings, though. They are good, but that one's better. The WCW one came with a cage. And and it had the turnbuckles that you could launch people yeah, off. Yeah, it did. Still shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was WCW. It was the height of the war. It was the height of the war. No, it, it was wasn't. a war on, darling. This is this is pre-war. These were just scuffles in a field. This was the, It was a war on, darling. When it was the height of the war, WCW ring was far better than WWF one. The Nitro Arena, and it had like a, a walkway, and it played the Wolfpack thing. Do you remember WWF did one similar? Ooh, where you could play the different wrestlers theme music. Oh, the Titantron Live. Yeah. yeah. Entering the Titantron. Which was wrong. Yeah. Because you don't enter the Titantron. No. Anyway, big meaty men slap meat. <laughs> it's, this isn't even a hoss fight. This is like, what's bigger than a hoss? <laughs> is it a monster mash? A hoss stood on the shoulders of a hoss. <laughs> a hoss stood on a chair. Like James Adultman. <laughs> <laughs> yes! A grown man who's a wrestler and nothing else. <laughs> Putting in all his hard hours of work at the business factory. Yeah, that's all he does is James Adultman. He said there's a signed autograph once, James Adultman. Did he? Yeah. Because we said nice things about him in the podcast. I, I, I loved it. I, Great. I'm gutted he disappeared to... It, it, go, it, got, it got busy at business. It did. He, he dominated the business world with all those deals and things. Wrestling's so good when it's bollocks. Yeah. Like, I would be dangerous as a promoter because <laughs> I just put on a show which was just shithouse gimmicks. Wrestling Postman, Wrestling Doctors, Jay Adzeltman. It'd just be bollocks. So it'd be somewhere between the new generation and... Chikara. Chikara, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think wrestling's so much fun when you just expand the horizon yeah it's it, it, it is a variety show at the end of the day mm -hmm. I'm here for the variety yeah the royal variety performance <laughs> wrestling's great when it's bollocks highly amusing so anyway but this, this is talking of bollocks talking of bollocks I mean, they've kept it relatively in in intriguing so far. Yeah. Fair play to them. I was ready for this to be all my nightmares, but they've done the best they can with <laughs> limited wind. Running diving clothesline by Mabel took Yoko off his feet. Yoko's bumping for him. What you had there was, I believe, the finish to Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks just <laughs> there. Because I remember the, when Daddy and Haystacks went down the one time, it finished when Big Daddy belly pushed haystacks who st who fell through the ropes and through a table at ringside oh. full of flowers and they went big daddy wins easy 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
I watched a great Giant Haystacks promo in, and it was I think him and Big Daddy were having a match at Wembley, and it was uh, and they were interviewing Giant Haystacks, and they said, "How are you preparing for your match against Big Daddy?" <laughs> and Giant Haystacks said, uh, "Well, Ken, <laughs> at the moment, I'm 37 stone. By the time we get to Wembley, I'll be 43 stone. So your plan is to get fatter." Cool. Sorted. He sounds like uh, Jess from the Fast Show. <laughs> this week, I've been mostly eating sausages. <laughs> this season, I will be mostly wearing Izzy Miyaki. <laughs> <laughs> this, we're just going through the 90s now, aren't we? We certainly are, yeah. mate. But I remember that was, I remember th- enjoying the fact that that was the strategy for giant haystacks to face Big Daddy <laughs> was to just just gonna eat more. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat more. Just Lancastrian men cut the best promos. Everyone knows this. <laughs> like when he was in WCW and he's shouting at Jimmy Hart, he goes, "That weasel hat." <laughs> it's just hat. <laughs> Great promos. I'm sad that we never got, just to dip back to him, I'm sad we never got Giant Haystacks properly in WCW. Yeah. We tease him, but it was like, what? He was poorly. And it was about 15 years past his prime. Oh, it? oh, long. Like, he was, like, even in his prime, <laughs> he wasn't the most mobile of men. And to be past his prime, yeah. and WCW still go, here's a big bag of cash. He was just—he was just a well-fed man wearing fur. <laughs> he really was. And I like that they called him Loch Ness. <laughs> Where are you from, Lancashire? <laughs> you know, the home of the Loch Ness monster. For for our uh, American or non-British friends, that's like telling Brody Lee from New York, "Oh, you're playing like a backwards person from the the Deep South." <laughs> Nowhere near. Oh, Yoko squashed Cornette. This is a worrying turn of events. It's a double countdown. Everybody wins. The amount of people coming back from the concession stand then as well. Someone looked like David Coverdale from Whitesnake. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, ah, I'm gutted. (laughs) Moe's waistcoat makes him look like a big John Virgo. (laughs) 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 Drop a snooker waistcoat there. Snooker loopy nuts is Mo. (laughs) Yeah, it's a double countdown. That guy's delighted with it being a double count out. <laughs> Fucking love a double count out. Someone in a tool t-shirt next to Jay Adeltman there. <laughs> are they going to go again? Yeah. Yay! I mean, the crowd are into it. Fight forever. <laughs> Have a rest first. <laughs> you can't argue the fact that the crowd are into it. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, and it, it's annoying. Where it's like, God, we don't want to encourage this sort of behavior. The live crowd are into it. <laughs> They're up for seeing Yoko and Mabel go at it again. Just spectacle, isn't it? Now kiss. Go ahead. What if they just started shagging? <laughs> oh, <plant one. laughs> oh, what if they just started shagging? <laughs> Have we considered that might happen? <laughs> Is that an option booking-wise? <laughs> just everyone in the crowd stunned into silence. <laughs> These two massive lads just, just go at it. Start chatting we want Sting. <laughs> What t- tantric Geordie folk singers thing? <laughs> yes. To which he comes out. You remember me when the cold wind blows. Hello, Sting. Would you like some chips on Foxtel Sting? 
Hello. When you have. When you. How long and when you go to bed? How long is it until you hadn't slipped down your pajama bottoms? <laughs> Welcome to the show called Start. Oh, there he is, the Undertaker. Here's what you could have won. How oh, Undertaker, man, get up off the floor! <laughs> it's me, mum. You can't see her, but her eyes are peeping out. Oh, David, man, get that pillow off my face. <laughs> is that our mum? More rooms and Mortimer. Again, an audience of maybe one, possibly two. The Stotts terrified me as a kid. Welcome to Stotts. Ah, <laughs> oh, karate fighters. Oh, a very, a very lucrative deal for the WWF <laughs> is karate fighters, which we will talk about in weeks to come on the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. Actually, we're not too far. In line with the real world, then, if Survivor Series is knocking on the yeah, door. Yeah, true. But at least the Survivor Series has more of a bill to it. <laughs> it's certainly bloody done. I like a good Survivor Series match. I wish they'd drop the whole Raw versus SmackDown. Bollocks. Yes, I used to like it when it'd be like, right, let's find four people who have, you know, a kinship and put them against their four rivals. Or the alternative being, you've got to build a team. Yeah. And therefore, you kind of have to go to enemies and go, I don't like you, but you're bloody good. Yeah. Come on, my team. Yeah. You know, I like, that's the Jeopardy, the true Jeopardy of Survivor Series. Yeah. That and clowns are us. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the, the Raw versus SmackDown bollocks just, it, it, it takes me out of what could be an excellent pay-per-view. It's, it's crazy that, you know, when it becomes Raw versus SmackDown, the only people who care about it being Raw versus SmackDown are the WWE. We don't care. No. Nope. People who are fans of WWE watch both shows. So I'm not invested in the brand war. No. At all. No. Who cares? Because you only, you only reference it, like, once every, like, year. The only time it was half interesting was when NXT turned up. Yeah, because there was stakes there. It was like, right, has has the the old guard versus the young hungry up and comers. It wasn't just like, oh, I work on a different day to you, therefore I hate you. <laughs> Despite the fact that I was working on that other day just the other week, and it's just it's just weird. Like when you've got oh, Roar have turned up and all these faces are in the back, just like, yeah, I'm gonna get one of my coworkers, I'm gonna break the fucking neck <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> because I really like the program I'm on. It's it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> I like the idea of, like, if, say, for example, you build, like, Roman Reigns and Big E, you can do that, but you have it so Roman Reigns goes, okay, I'm going to get a team of five. Yep. Big E, you get yourself a team. And you can go across the brands. You go wherever you want, you, or wherever, and you can go wherever you want. So you could have Roman Reigns, obviously, get Jimmy Uso, yep. Jay Uso, yep. get Solo Sokoa from yep. NXT, going, he's one of our boys, we'll get him in. Maybe bring back, I don't know, Samoa Joe or get like a, ne a top heel that they yeah. can trust. And then you've got Big E who's gone, okay, well, I'll get Kofi, I'll get Woods. And he's like, I hate Bobby Lashley, but he's good. Yeah, he doesn't like losing. Get in. Yeah. But then Bobby Lashley can tease going with him, batter him, join Roman's yeah. team. And storyline! Imagine! Mm! <laughs> it's not hard! 
up this wrestling stuff. Talking of storylines, here's the Syracuse oh, kid, Shawn Michaels. The Syracuse kid. I got beaten up because I got pissed and flirted with the woman. These, what do you reckon the Syracuse men are do, thinking now watching this going, this is all our fault and we are delighted. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't watch this fake wrestling. It's true, actually. Yeah. Hand it over. Here we go. The crowning moment of Dean Douglas's WWF run is about to happen. The, the pinnacle. Sean looks rough. But th and also, this is like the beginning of Sean's rise to the WWF Championship as well. So the timing of this is kind of good. You've, you've garnered a lot of sympathy for him. And I prefer Sean when he's kind of like quiet and pensive as opposed to just like giving it the bollocks all the time. Yeah. You want a bit of light and shade, don't you? You yeah. want to sometimes give the bollocks. And then sometimes you want to... You want him to be like this. Yeah. He's basically swapping this for... The big one, yeah, which he gets next year. But it's weird that, like you said last week, he somered and pissed and got battered in Syracuse a couple of days after nearly getting battered by the Harris twins, and he doesn't get punished; he gets pushed. Yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird time that we live in where this sort of thing happens. Yeah, just checking out things are working okay. Yes, it's my favorite IC belt as well. Just putting that out there. Oh, God, I. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Just throw it at Dean. Take that, you ECW bastard. Yeah, EC dub. Oh, Dracula's standing up. He's invested. Dracula is uh, very invested in this monster mash. Give him the belt, Sean. Hand it over. Wait. Continental champion. That is the end of the watch along. Thanks very much. We're not, we don't need to see any more. He's the Intercontinental champion. We can all go home. Nothing bad can happen here. Yep. <laughs> the top of the tree for Dean Douglas being handed the Intercontinental title. Ah, oh, this is great. I mean, I mean, it makes the Intercontinental title feel special that Sean is so yeah. devo to hand it over. There he is! Get your photo up. He's done it! The boyhood Dean has come true! How long did he reign? 200, 300 days? I, I can't think remember. maybe 400. I think, I think he's still holding it. Yeah. Some say he's holding it to this very day. He is the honky meter. He is. <laughs> Don't worry, Sean. You'll get another belt in a bit. Go and have a lie down. <laughs> Go have a Soma. Go have a Soma and an ice cream. <laughs> oh, it's, it suits Dean Douglas. It'll all be fine. What a great reign he is about to have. <laughs> what a day for Dean Douglas. Sean looks a bit like a bowling alley as well. Sean looks like somebody pressed random on his clothes. <laughs> like a sim when you just press shuffle. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got like, like, sort of sports jacket, work trousers, brown shoes, <laughs> like stripy shirt with a tan t-shirt underneath. Gee, it's just a mess. Yeah. Still looks, yeah, he is. It still looks better than he does today in his Remington hat. <laughs> That's true. Actually. His vest and his tie. Balding. Balded. 
Yay! And that is the end. That's all. That's all now. Let's not do any more. No more. That's perfect for me. Okay, we'll get this little title defense out of the way. He's a remote. He, he's no contender. I Okay, I think, storyline-wise, this would have been better as a surprise. Yes. Dean celebrating. Ramon comes out. Hey, man, you'd, you're a champion. You're going to defend against me. Yeah. Dean's coerced into a title defense. Yeah. And then he can be angry. He could be like, hey, me and Sean were the measuring stick of this division. Yeah. Let's see how you run. You can't, man. You couldn't. You didn't fate beat him. You won't beat me. Man. Man. That'd have been, that would have been fun to do it that way. But hey, here we are. All right, D, get this done. Get yourself to the back. And we'll begin the, the yeah. ultimate reign. The, the true intercontinental title reign of formerly Shane Douglas. It'll be fine. I like the exclamation mark on the back of his um, singlet as well. He looks like Freakazoid, but in negative. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Dracula. Don't worry. He's all right. He looks like somebody warned a soldier in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Bring! Uh, you know, maybe, that's, maybe that's a warning. <laughs> Bring! Danger! Caution, Team Douglas. Why would he have an exclamation mark? Teacher. Surely? Yeah, but surely he'd have like an A. Education. Oh. Education. <laughs> because uh, that fits better than an A. And also an A would probably suggest that his name might be A. Douglas. <laughs> so I guess having an exclamation mark is uh, grammar, spelling, yeah, punctuation. I hate exclamation marks. Do you? I'm a full stop boy. Oh, I do too many exclamation marks. In yeah. most of my messages I send, I always put exclamation marks. See, I need to start doing it because... Especially before we were in the office and it was just over Slack. Because I only ever mm. use full stops. I could say something like, ah, 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 but it just comes across as, uh. yeah, the, the intent with a full stop. Yeah. Like, I always feel like if I put a full stop, that the it's a, it's got a, an, an edginess to it that it doesn't really deserve. Yeah. So, like, like, I feel like if I'm upset with something, I'll put, okay, full stop. And that's when you know <laughs> it's not okay. But I'll try and avoid it, and I'll always put a smiley face, and maybe if I'm messaging Daleks, I'll fill it with kisses, so then we know it's fine. But I, always, I think that's why I quite often default to exclamations. Just to keep the peace. Keep the peace. Just yeah. keep it up. Maybe because maybe generally in life, I talk with exclamations. Yeah. So that's probably why I type with exclamations. And I talk like, you know, Eeyore. So. <laughs> hey, don't worry about me. <laughs> Come on, Dean. Pull this back, mate. Get Don't it worry done. About it. I thought the casting for Eeyore in the Winnie the Pooh movie a few years ago was, was excellent. Who, who was it? It was Brad Garrett. Oh, that is very good. Perfect. Couldn't have done any better. Perfect. Chris Pratt. <laughs> Lenny Henry. <laughs> or Lenny Henry. Oh, did you see that rumor this week that Lenny Henry's all elite? I did hear that rumor. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was shared by a reputable wrestling website and then quickly deleted. What the hard? I reckon if everybody goes on Twitter and and mentions that Lenny Henry might be joining AEW, be interesting to see just how far that truth goes. Forget Okada, forget Ishii, forget Kuribushi, <laughs> Lenny. Okada, no, Oblimey, yes. <laughs> Lights go out, everyone starts cheering. Lights come back on. <laughs> Penny drop. <laughs> oh, I've dropped my wallet. 
Johnny. Hello. <laughs> And then Excalibur going, well, that's Lenny Henry. He's a British comedian, the star of the Lenny Henry show and chef. He's so good. And just filling in the blanks is Excalibur. He will know who Lenny Henry is. He's got his weird cadence. The star of chef and (laughs) comic relief. Lenny Henry. He's like an excited Christopher Walken. He's got such a strange cadence, Excalibur. Did you, um, did you, I don't know whether you appreciated the the nod that he gave to Matthew Gregg a while ago. The, uh, the Garth, Garth Marenghi I, I reference. I noticed this straight away. I didn't realize it was to... Well, Matt, well, well so often, because him and Excalibur follow each other, so often when, when AEW does something very blatant, Matthew will just share that gif of like, I know writers that... You use subtext and they're all cowards. <laughs> yeah, that's the line. <laughs> so then when I heard Excalibur say it, I was like, oh, get in. Yeah, I heard it. I was like, hang on, did Excalibur just drop a Garth Marenghi quote? He bloody did. And I love him for Are it. you and he were buddies. <laughs> Weren't you? Need I say more? <laughs> Not my fault, monkey bastard hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good Matt Berry voice. Yeah. Yes, so we can add Matt Berry to Strong Bad and the British Bulldog. <laughs> blood, 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 and piss and shit. There's <laughs> more homework for you watching on the Raw on the Watch Along. Garth Marenghi's Dark Play. Daddy, it's don't so forget good. me. I'm sorry, but you're dead. dead. And one day we'll all meet in, in Valhalla. Valhalla. <laughs> oh, did you watch the the follow up to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Man to man with Dean. Man Lerner. to man with Dean Lerner. I flicked through it. It wasn't great, but it was. At points, dark. Yeah. Really dark. There's, there's a couple of bits that I still say from it. Like, um, it's the race car driver, Steve, pissing. And he's like, some say pissing, some say pising, but no, it's it's pissing. <laughs> and, um, and when Dean Lennon's talking about going to a, a restaurant, he's like, I've paid two ton a head. The fuck do you mean you don't do wet wipes? <laughs> <laughs> It was the last episode for me. It was the one about Randolph Kaya, but he died. I can't remember it. The man. last episode was they, they were meant to get a guy called Randolph Kaya, who was like a star of like the horror movies in the 70s. Yeah. But he had, he'd mysteriously died. So they did like a best of. And as the show went on, you realize that like he'd be, he was bullied and, and, and verbally abused all the time by Dean Lerner, his manager. And it just comes to pass that like he probably just just took himself because he was just constantly harassed by Dean Lerner. <laughs> but they do it in such a way where they show these wonderfully jokey clips of Dean Lerner shouting down, like, I own you. And if you go anywhere, you know what will happen to them. And like, <laughs> and it's just that. And they just ramp it up. As, and, but then all the while, Dean Lerner, cutting back to Dean Lerner going, Randolph Kyer, a great man. Flawed, but a great man. <laughs> so dark. But then, then it's also rumoured in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place that the, the female actress in that, played by... Madeline Wall. Yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> she mysteriously... Uh, she went missing, didn't she? Yeah. But we reckon the, the, underte- the, cunt, the undertones are that, that Dean Lerner had her killed because she wanted to leave the show. Yeah. She was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable. <laughs> Here's Dean Lerner not putting on an act but putting on the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's gorgeously dark. It's so wonderfully woven. My days. 
That's so good. I want to watch that again now. Yeah. I feel like every time I come out of these shows with you, there's 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 a hundred different programs I want to rewatch. <laughs> we we I got the DVD prepared for Halloween because me and Sean were like, should we watch Darkflash? Like, yeah. Aww. And then when it came to Halloween, we're just like, can't be arsed watching the series, rather watch a film. So it's still sat there Aww. on the sideboard. See, I am because I think that I think Dark Place in our house would be what Alex would call that's probably a Tom thing because mm. like we've got a lot in common, but I think our sense of humour is slightly different. Like I am very much more down on sort of like this this stupid yeah. random access humour. I don't think Alex may. I don't think Alex would essentially bite on Dark Place. She might do, but I don't think she would. Yeah, don't think it's her vibe. There's a few things that we're that we've got in co- quite a few things we've got in common. But is, I'm glad to hear that. It's, yeah. a, it's a really yeah. Me too. It's a relief. There's a lot of shows that we watch together and stuff. But there's a few of this. She'll go. That's more of a Tom thing. But then I'll also go. Yeah, that's more of an Alex thing. Like yeah. she'll get into, like. Devious Maids on Disney Plus and Revenge <laughs> and Desperate Housewives. And like, that's, I mean, I got into Desperate Housewives at the end, to be fair. But, um, but then I think Dark Place, I might show and she might just go, I don't, don't like this. Is <laughs> <laughs> no. this the silly humor I think confuses? Yeah. Like, she's not, she's not, she doesn't bite on just silly humor. There has to be a, a purpose. Whereas me, I'm not that asked about the purpose. <laughs> as long as it makes you laugh. I'm not worried about the, the, the journey, <laughs> just the destination. It's, yeah, it's absurdist humor gets me. I, I was sat there in bed the other day and I just started laughing my head off. <laughs> and Sean went, What now? And I said, What and, now? And I tweeted it out, but it became a thing. I said, Imagine if someone went to write peanut butter. But accidentally wrote peanut butler. And I was like, <laughs> and I was crying. I was like, imagine a little peanut bringing you drinks. And she was like, she pictured like a monkey nut with a face, you know, like Mr. Peanut. I was like, no, I'm talking a shelled salted peanut with no face. It's not moving or talking. Just like turn to the door and there's just like a peanut there. And you'd be like, oh, hello, peanut with, butler. With a tray of drinks. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you for this aperitif, peanut butler. See, in my head, he's got little legs made out of, um, like, like black cable. Yeah. A little cable tie. Well, that's how Sean was imagining, but I was like, no, it's, it's, it's just a peanut. It's just a peanut. <laughs> ah, my peanut butler. <laughs> There's something in a character called peanut butler. Oh, yeah. So when I bring her a coffee in the morning, though, because she's always asleep, and I make her a... Make her a <laughs> that's, when I'm, that's the best time to make someone a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Because I make like a fresh coffee mm. and she just, she doesn't mind heating up in the microwave. So I make it for her anyway. But what I started doing it, I was putting it on the table and kind of waking her up and saying, oh, thank you, peanut butler, for that lovely coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, Sean, you just missed him. Oh, he's gone. Do you ever just leave a peanut just around the house somewhere that she can, might stumble across it and go, oh. Is that the peanut butler? <laughs> I might have to. You know. That's what I do. I get. I I just put a peanut near the kitchen area. See, knowing my luck, I'd do that, and Louis would somehow jam it up his ass. <laughs> Dad, look what I've done! I found oh, also, can you call an ambulance? Uh, that suppository is not dissolved. <laughs> <They're> salty. <laughs> I mentioned to Alex about Louis being sick a lot. Yeah, and um. And I said, like, oh, you've got some stuff for their digestion, the paste yes, to help it. Yes. And she said cat grass is meant to be good for that as well. Oh. Which is like some, some like... Yeah. I think I don't know if I told you. We... What? No. 
Ref. No, but Ref. his feet are under the ropes. His feet are under the ropes, clearly. We won't be Dean Douglas because his feet are under the ropes. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, Dean retained. That's good news. On, on, onwards he goes. Go ahead, Tim White. Excellent. What? What? Fix. Fix. Douglas. Douglas's body was under the ropes. See? Oh, robbed. Absolutely robbed. I can't believe it. Oh, that's that is disgusting. Click running wild. <laughs> Razor's like whatever. It's been a rough night. I'll have that. It's like Razor Ramon enjoying his twenty-fifth Intercontinental Title run. So, how long was uh, Dean Douglas our Intercontinental Champion for? Twenty-three minutes. Surely that is one of the shortest title reigns in history. Must be. Yeah, it's up there. Oh, you know, not okay. counting the numerous hardcore slash. 27 million 24-7 title reigns. Look, there you go. Foot out of the ropes. Or uh, in Impact World Champion Josh Alexander. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Alexander's was the short reign. Very short reign, thanks to Moose. See, this is... This must be setting up for rematch, City. Because that's... Uh, he's right. Yeah, he is right for once. Celebrate anyway. <laughs> Vince is like, oh, well... <laughs> Boom! Razor knocking on his door. Can it be WWF champion, please, Vince? <laughs> yeah, why well, not? No, no. no, no I'm, I'm no. just joking. No chance. No. no. We can't trust you, Scott Hall. We can trust Shawn Michaels, though. Don't 100%, worry about 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. You know that guy who got high on Somers and started a fight? He could be the champion. Who? <laughs> Bulldog? No. <laughs> no, the, o- the other guy. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Shawn's very upset. His mate's the champ now, so surely yeah. that's that's uh, that's some kind of salve. Can you smell the collusion? Mmm, <laughs> click flavored. Mm. Taste of somers and Spanish fly. <laughs> <laughs> Taste of fake jujitsu. <laughs> Looking at you, Waltman. Shawn Michaels is there going, "Yeah, I'm not the champ anymore. Don't know why you bother ringing." So let's. Uh, Let's take a look at what uh, Davy Boy Meltzer gave that particular match. What do you reckon? Two three quarters. Two and three quarters. Oh, by the way, we didn't we didn't do this one. Um, Yokozuna versus King Mabel. Dodd. Minus two. Oh. Minus two stars. Horrible match with a horrible finish. Strong candidate for worst match of the year. Uh, but then, meanwhile, Ramon pinned Dean Douglas. Eleven minutes one second. Uh, to win the IC title. Um, score for that one. Um, two stars? One star. Mm. Um, Douglas' leg was under the ropes to give him his out. Real bad one star. Mm. The last two minutes were very good with some nice moves and a near fall before a flat finish. Oh, look at this! And we got Brett versus Lola again. Yay! We haven't had that for ages! Why is Hart number two? Yeah, Brett Hart's wearing, is it a Calgary Hitman top? And yes. it's got heart number two on the back. So is that WWF saying, you're number two, Sean's number one. Uh, yeah, he's babyface number two. That's a good question, actually. Why is he number two? I want one of those Calgary Hitman tops. Mm. But they go for a pretty packers on eBay. <laughs> Quite funny seeing Brett chasing him away. 
So Bret Hart is really... Oh, for God. Very much like the Lawler Bret feud. They just keep getting back to it. They refuse to let it lie. Oh, you just wouldn't let it lie. You wouldn't let it lie. <laughs> uh, one hour and 28 minutes in and 52, 53, 54, 59, 57, 58, 59, one hour, 29. There we go. So Bret Hart is going to be ringside on commentary for this one. He is the number one ranked contender. Yes, he is. For the WWF Championship. As he should be. He will headline Survivor Series against the winner of this match. Yes, he will. Will we get uh, a a first a first time belt, a Royal Rumble 95 rematch? Mm. Or will we get a SummerSlam 1992 rematch? Mm. Bret. I'm fucked, Brett. Guess what? I'm fucked again. Oh, bollocks, Brett. Well, that's for was a pint of peanut. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely bladded. When he asked for a pint of peanut, was it so the peanut butler could bring it to him? <laughs> Here you go, David. Boy. Oh, nice one. Cheers, <laughs> peanut butler. Bulldog sat on a table chatting to a peanut. Cheers, peanut butler. Do you want a fuck? I just heard silk cuts. Lovely. <laughs> Got some Selmas. <laughs> Melt me out, no end. Oh, I've got a packet of skips in my car. Do you want some? <laughs> oh, lovely. Don't be worried when they fizz on your tongue yeah. like I did. <laughs> That's the man. <laughs> man, the shop told me. I don't, I don't know his name. <laughs> Terrified me when that happened. <laughs> Thought my mouth was being invaded by Martians. Just imagine a British bulldog in his car eating crisps. Going, What's going on with me, man? <laughs> Just eating some crisps. La, la, la. Oh! Fuck off, Doc Hendricks. He's selling us a T-shirt. The Dudes with Attitude T-shirt. Buy it. The one that you said was shite on the last paper, uh, the last uh, podcast. Still shite. Look yeah. at the state of it. I wouldn't wear that in public. I get laughed at. I'm sorry. Wrestling shirts <laughs> need to not look like wrestling shirts. They really, yeah. That's why I quite like Malachi Black's ones because they just look like um, like the Norwegian black metal album T-shirt yeah. covers. Yeah, they look great. Big fan of those. Loop it. We're not done yet. British Bulldog main eventing a pay-per-view. What a sight to see. Um, Proud. Lovely. <laughs> the thing that keeps me going is knowing that we've got a few more years of him in the... <laughs> why, is, why is he jumping around like he needs a piss? Diesel feels funky. Well, that's intimidating. Doc... I'm going to kick his fucking head in. <laughs> Doc, he didn't help my pal Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tase him in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Diesel, I'm fucked. Diesel's like, fuck knows what I'm doing. <laughs> Just powerbomb quick, get it done. Don't sandbag me, Davey. <laughs> oh, I can't help it, sorry. My legs are like lead. <laughs> All that ready break out this morning's not kicked in yet. <laughs> Let's keep me going like engine. Fuel. Fire engine. Oh, lovely fire engine. <laughs> Have I started? <laughs> Why are all fire engines called Dennis? I'd call mine Les. <laughs> Let's get the job done. <laughs> so, Why is it called a fire engine? It's not even on fire. No, it's not even an engine. It's a big van. <laughs> Big fan of a horse. I saw a fire engine. It, wasn't even, it didn't even have fire engine written on it. It had everything. Oh, who's that? Don't know. 
But when I looked in my mirror, it was the right way round. Oh, I was confused. I thought I was in Wales, but turns out I was in the mirror dimension again. <laughs> Bulldog stayed on the apron during Diesel's uh, fireworks. But Diesel wasn't happy about that. <laughs> but what's he going to say to the British Bulldog? Be like, oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> you beat your big tall streak of piss. I'll, I'll batter you. I'll batter you now <laughs> in your house in Winnipeg. <laughs> you, you, you dick. <laughs> we were we were saying this week, weren't we, that um, about Davy Boy Smith Jr. I'm saying he'd be, he'd be great to get in the office at some point. But, oh, God. <laughs> me, you, Sam and Maff would all have to hide our faces. Even though we love Davy Boy. But we can't help but rip the piss out of Davy. Oh, absolutely. Wow, there's a diesel lookalike in the crowd. Is there? Oh, yeah, there he is. But, like, <laughs> he's about five foot eight. <laughs> Kevin Nash is a cool bastard. He really, really is. He, he was my favorite in WCW. Loved him. And then afterwards, when I found out about everything, you know, all the bollocks he did backstage, I was like, yeah, but Big Kev, he's all right. We like Kev. I just like the fact, though, that even though he's like a seven-foot-tall white fella from Detroit, that he clearly believed he was signed to Death Row Records. <laughs> he's like, it's me, Snoop, Dre, Pac, Big Sexy. <laughs> it's like, all right, Kev, calm down, mate. Cultural appropriation, that fella. Oh Christ, Brett on commentary. I mean, this—it's not his strongest. Uh, it's not his strongest <laughs> hat, is it? No, his stretching hat is the best hat. I think I'd have just had him sat at ringside, yeah, watching. Wouldn't have had him on comms. But then, obviously, Jerry Lawler being there, you'd have to kind of retcon the fact that Jerry's there. Yeah. So chasing him off, I guess, is the way just to go. Put him in the crowd in a lovely tan jacket like Diana Hart Smith <laughs> at SummerSlam night two, <laughs> looking conflicted, just like, oh, hey. Oh, I don't know what I want. Oh. <laughs> Davy Boy said something about Angel Delight, and I don't know what he means. <laughs> I know what Angel Delight is. It sounds nice, though. Oh, it's like custard. It's a bit of butterscotch or put, sometimes put pink flavour. <laughs> My favourite flavour is pink. Oh, it's lovely. It reminds me of Brett. Oh, he's, 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 he's a lovely He's pudding. pink and tasty. Oh, yeah, you put them in the fridge. I eat it when I'm fucked. <laughs> Just imagine, remember when David Hasselhoff was on the floor eating a burger, but it's British Bulldog eating, <laughs> eating, eating like a serving bowl full of Angel Delights. Oh, it's creamy, it's delicious. Oh, where am oh, I? I'm in a, I've had a terrible day. Mom used to let me lick the spoon. Now I have the whole bowl. What are you going to do about it, Mum? Fuck off. Don't even need spoon. Just put my face in it. No time for cutlery. I only get hurt. <laughs> Type of gallery I only get. <laughs> oh, my cutlery's plastic, just in case. Oh. <laughs> I remember when I moved out, one of the first things I did was buy Angel Delight. Yeah. Just so I could eat, eat it straight out of, the, out of the mixing bowl. Like, I've, that, was the, that was a real moment for me. I've got a I've got a packet at home. It's been there for months because we were just doing the big shop and we did it hungry. And she went, Angel Delight! And Sean was like, what? I was like, Angel Delight, Sean. It's amazing. She's like, I've, ne I've never eaten it. I was like, how have you never eaten it? She's like, 
I don't know. She's a bit weird sometimes, but I bought this packet of it and I've just never committed. So I need to do it. Oh, I might do it tonight. Oh. She's like, can I have a cup of tea? She's like, there's no milk. She's like, why? She's like, I made Angel Delight. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I'm yeah. sure you've had a long day, but I've had Angel Delight. <laughs> I spent the day doing British Bulldog impressions. I'm tired. I deserve a little treat. <laughs> Diesel shoving breath there, though. Well, there you go. They're getting, they're, you know, they're they're planting a seed, mm. depending on how well this match gans. Very Survivor Series showdown between the Bulldog <laughs> and the Hart. Bulldog, who hated being in the Hart family, we'd find out many years later. Oh, of course, yeah. The worst 20 years of my life. <laughs> worst 20 years of your life so far. <laughs> I like the fact that Bulldog's pants make him look like a shop awning as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pod's gone for fruit and veg shop. N now owning, now open. Oh, there's the pie face heard around the world. Killing breath. <laughs> I'll come to hug your legs. <laughs> oh, it's lovely like that. <laughs> come to hug legs. You're not going to send me back to dark place. You won't, huh? <laughs> you won't send me back for this, will you? <laughs> Let's have a lock in. <laughs> Let's have a look in tonight. <laughs> oh, my wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Oh, God, I can't remember. What was the fuck? It was, it was, um... Hello. It's, uh, Gregory. Was it Gregory? It's, yeah, because then, then the other fox will come along and go, Gregory, you stupid git. <laughs> oh, my wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> I bought us tickets to Amsterdam to go and see thousands and thousands of bloody tulips. Oh, my God. What have I done? My wife's going to kill me. Can it, Gregory? Uh, and that, and the, other, the other fox was called Corky. It was Corky. Oh, Corky, I've never known you like this. No, they were dogs. You were thinking, you were thinking, you were thinking of Donald Cox, the sweaty fox. I am thinking of Donald Cox, the sweaty fox. <laughs> oh, God. It was, they were dogs, weren't they? It was Corky and Gregory. Yeah. And then Corky ends up running off with his missus. That's it! <laughs> Again, Reeves and Mortimer, for those who don't know. Do they, what do they steal? Is it salt? Are you hungry? Do you want some salt? No, I think that's a different sketch. Well, they, 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 they find a bird. And, and Vic goes, are you hungry? Do you want some salt? <laughs> oh, I bet he loves some salt. Well, go get you some salt then. Stay there. And he comes back with a big bag of salt. <laughs> Is that just one of the non sequiturs in the middle? It might be a bit of a non sequitur. Like when uh, Steve Coogan's the lead singer of Go West and he's crying because someone's robbed the Top Cat video. <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. all right, love? <laughs> Was it Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan? No way. Wearing a giant white forehead and a fake moustache. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the sound to take Go West back to the top of the charts. When I was younger, I thought, when they said the man from Go West, I thought they meant the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Because they had the thing where they had the, the big prosthetic forehead. Yeah. And it was around the time that the song Go West by the Pet Shop Boys had come out, so they had the big hats, hats on. Yeah. So I thought the joke was that under the big triangular hat, there was a big triangular head. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was the band Go West who sang King of Wishful Thinking. Exactly, that was yeah. the joke. I got the joke, but I got a different joke, but I still found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that your joke is somehow less surreal than the guy from Go West <laughs> having lost the Top Cat video. <laughs> 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 
Someone's taking his Top Cat videos. They taped over it, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Did they tape over Did oh, Uncle Peter pay? Oh, Uncle Peter's band. <laughs> you taped over his Top Cat video with your band. <laughs> I just Uncle Peter's laughing on her. <laughs> smashing up a drum kit with a plank of wood. Rama! <laughs> Unfortunately, now to enjoy these watch alongs, you have to watch Reeves and Mortimer. I say unfortunately, it'll change your life. Yeah. It's genuinely one of the best comedies out there. I was thinking last night, because every Reeves and Mortimer series, they've got a different third wheel. Yes. So you've got Les, you've got Uncle Peter. You've got the man with the scores, George Dawes. You've got Angelos Epithemu. And on the latest series, you had the fellow who said he was Tom Cruise and always asked for a pound. Uh, you always used to leave a pound. Yes! But the question is, who's the best one? Uncle Peter. It is Uncle Peter. It's got to be Uncle Peter. Yeah. I mean, Angelos is great. I do love Angelos. Angelos went and did his own thing. Um, but uh, Uncle Peter, I think, for me, is the definitive. Yeah. Because I, I liked Les, you know, being frightened. As, no, he loved spirit levels, didn't he? And he was frightened of chives. Oh, the other way around. He liked chives, but hated spirit levels. I think he hates spirit levels. <laughs> <laughs> Just his face, we see chives. <laughs> see, you need to watch this there. What did you make of Vic and Bob's House of Fools? I the, watched uh, the it. In, I watched it in dribs and drabs. I think it was around just before I moved away. So I did watch bits, and I really enjoyed it because it was so weird. It's like, oh, Vic, your medieval gauntlet's embedded in the television again. <laughs> and um, I'm a big fan of uh, Morgana Robinson. I think she's fantastic. She's very good. I was gr- I was... She, she was a good fit for them. Yeah. And obviously Matt Berry's like, oh, no, Beef's doing a shit in the kitchen. Oh, as was Matt Berry, actually. <laughs> Matt Berry was also a brilliant fit. <laughs> um, but it's one of those that I need to go back and rewatch because yeah I watched it in dribs and drabs I was like oh this is good this but I just had so much going on at the time that it passed me by look what he did the useless prick he filled my house up with horses <laughs> a line that I seem to remember off the top of my head about it and it was just it was just them doing a sitcom but it was in the the typical Reeves and Mortimer style of random access humour yeah definitely it um, was basically the Slade sketches but as a full half hour but as a full half an hour yeah. show God love them for it. Anyway, Diesel has survived a bulldog Boston crab. Good That's where him. we're currently at. God love him for it. Back Dra- once Dra- again Dra- with the ill behavior. <laughs> bulldog man. Bulldog man, you can't put a Boston crab on Diesel. <laughs> you can't give a baby boost. <laughs> you tight ass little monkeys. You got any boots for baby? <laughs> Can't give a bit. Yeah, baby sham. Boots for baby. Oh, that's boots smashing. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, love. Oh, I'm smashing. <laughs> I was like, the bit, it was like, look at this dresser. It belonged to Prince, but it's almost too wee. <laughs> this is so wee. It has to be under a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> and they find the termite mound where Prince lives. <laughs> oh, you booger! And they lift the lid, don't they? They, they t- just smash into it and pull them out. <laughs> oh, that's it. And they throw them through a basketball hoop. <laughs> oh, God. This was a spoof they did of Antiques Road Show. Yeah. <laughs> Here in Coventry. Hooray! Hey. He's covered in monkeys and lemurs for some reason. And as, and as, the, and as they keep going back to him, he's covered in more and more monkeys. 
by the end, like he's fighting to, to do the sign off. Join us next week where we'll be in, wait for it, Kent. <laughs> As he's fighting through. I was re watching the food and drink one with the booze for baby. And you've got um, Rebe- the food and the drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca fronts there, sniffing like um, noxious gases and glue. As Oz is going, I love you. And it just made me go, God, I fancy Rebecca Front. And then all the comments were just people saying, God, I fancy Rebecca Front. <laughs> she was, she's very appealing, is Rebecca Front. She, there, is a, there is a certain something about Rebecca Front. Yeah. It, it was, I, I was made up when she joined the thick of it as well. Because it's one of my favorite programs ever. Mm. And when Rebecca Front turned up, it's was like, oh shit, I forgot about Rebecca Front. And she's great in it. She's one of those that always was a, a sort of bit role character yeah she never had her own thing but she was always sort of on the periphery of other people's things but like a helen helen lederer yeah like a yeah. helen lederer yeah. that's a good shout actually that's a good shout helen lederer never had her own thing and i think olivia coleman was was at risk of becoming that as well but then she just became a, a hollywood star <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah she's in a she's in a, an episode of the new simpsons the, the latest simpsons season is on disney plus and i've watched it through there's actually some there's actually some funny episodes in there. Is Olivia Coleman playing a character or is she just playing Olivia Coleman? She pretty much just plays Olivia Coleman. That is my main problem with modern Simpsons. Whereas back in the day Oh, but she's not she's not Olivia Coleman. I know, she's yeah. Like, Olivia I mean... Coleman, what are you doing here? Like it's um she plays like a British woman who everybody is immediately in love with. Yeah. Except Homer. Yeah. So therefore she's attracted to Homer. Because she's he's the only one that's not shown her any interest. Is she drawn like Olivia Coleman? No. Oh, that's okay then? Yeah. Because I hated the fact that, like, when Ricky Gervais was in it playing a character, but the character was just drawn as David Brent. and like, come on. Mm. Considering you had Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor as Maggie and you had Donald Sutherland as a historian, Michael Jackson uncredited as a big fat white guy. Mm. And then later seasons, they were just like, oh, we've just bumped into celebrity because it's celebrity. Elon Musk, what are you doing here? Yeah. No, yeah. no, to be fair... The characters, the, the the celebrity voices don't look like the celebrities. That's all right. So then. Stephen Fry's in in an episode. Yeah. He plays a couple of characters, but none of them look like Stephen Fry. Good. He doesn't even sound like Stephen Fry. Like he 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 puts on some very good accents in it, but it's Stephen Fry. Yeah. Doing it. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is in an episode, and it's an episode. It's it's actually my favorite episode of the new series, where Lisa discovers an artist she loves called Quillaby. Yeah. And uh, it's basically a pastiche of Morrissey. Oh God! You know, and 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 she and this this Quillaby becomes her imaginary friend, but it's like Morrissey in the eighties singing. Like they, one of the songs he sings is "Everybody's Horrible" and probably you too. <laughs> and it's just that, and it's wonderfully done. And then she gets a ticket to a Quillaby gig today, yeah. to which she goes to see the actual Quillaby in twenty twenty one, and it's just Morrissey. Oh. And, and he's on stage. He's on, he's on stage. He's bloated. He's going, <laughs> he's shooting sausages out of a cannon. Oh, I'm not a vegan anymore. It's rubbish. I'm now eating sausages. And I've, hey, boy, we've got a new album out called, <laughs> a new album out called, what's it? My new album's called Refugees Again. <laughs> They're just, it's just like completely a very racist pastiche of Morrissey Good. so close to the knuckle that Morrissey actually wrote on his website about how offended he was of course he fucking did 
Biggest prick on the planet. But they don't call him Morrissey. This is Quillaby. Mm. It's not Morrissey. And that's actually a really funny episode. It's, it's, it's really well put together. It's as good as Morrissey, the compu- uh, consumer monkey, though. Oh, no, nothing is. <laughs> Nothing's as good as that. But again, this is one of my things, though. Like, I haven't watched The Simpsons properly in years. But I caught like a newish episode the other year. And for some reason, it was bookended by Bart and Lisa dressed as Woody Allen and Diane Keaton from Annie Hall. I was like, if The Simpsons is meant to be for kind of like kids-ish, they're not going to understand Annie Hall. There's a lot of older humor that yeah. creeps into The Simpsons. And like Morrissey, that's mm. for more people our age and older. But they, but they do it in a way, yeah, where like I think... The, the way the Quillaby thing is told is like she discovers it on, on like Spotify or whatever yeah. and it's told in a modern way and I think it's one of those things where if you don't know who Morrissey is the episode is still fun Okay. if you know who Morrissey is it's extra fun Yeah. it's one of those things where you're rewarded for having the knowledge of the gag okay yeah I think but it's it's um was there, who else was in it that was of uh, of significance it's because they, they had quite a few guest characters and stuff in it but Stephen Fry being it. What are you doing, Bulldog, by the Bulldog way? Bulldog just fell over while trying to put on the sharp. Sharp, man. <laughs> Brett, how'd you do it? Brett, am I doing it right? Am I doing Scorpion Deathlock right? <laughs> Sting does it. He's, he's mint. He's magic. I like the move what the man called Sting does. Oh, you know, the, the Scorpion. He does this. The Sting is splash. Oh, he does that. He does <laughs> It does. He hits you with a bat if you act like a twat. He's the man called Sting. He's the man called Sting. Look at me, I'm Bulldogman. I'm an uncle to my niece. <laughs> He's a bass player and singer for the police. He's the man <laughs> called Sting. <laughs> for people not watching, I actually started doing air slap bass then because I'm a fucking goon. You think he won't? I think he can. He tells her not to don't put on the red light rock, son. Oh. He's a man called Sting. <laughs> He's not a fan oh. of Richard Hawley, <laughs> but he is a fan of Sue Lolly, man <laughs> called Sting. He's got special Hindu powers. He can have sex for many hours. He's a man, man called Sting. Sting. <laughs> Japan called Sting. <laughs> Go ahead, punch him, Diesel. There you go, finished, done. <laughs> the Diesel punch. Oh, Are we sell- <laughs> what was that point in that run? A Diesel selling a sore leg like he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just shat his pants. Maybe. Oh! You silly Wally. Why jump down on that bad wheel? Diesel. 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 What were you you hoping for there? (laughs) They've had themselves a match. They're both paggered. (laughs) They're nothing but rest holds from Bulldog. (laughs) Shit off, you bastard. He just clocked Brett. Brett's just laid into him. A DQ finish in the main event. Get fucked. Jesus Christ. Thanks for your money, you bastards. Jesus, whack. <laughs> now, Diesel should be fine with this because he's still the champ. The Diesel fella in the crowd just stood up. He looks a bit like Tommy Wazzo. <laughs> oh, tear me apart, Bulldog. Tear me apart, Bulldog. Oh, hi, Marks. Uh, 
Hello doggy. <laughs> nice doggy. Yes, yeah, a DQ. Oh, I won. Oh, me. Won. Oh, 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 here we go. Go on, hit him, Brett. Hit, hit him. Survivor Chef. Series main event. Survivor Series main event. Get off me, you cakey pig. You cakey pig. Get off me. Wolfbark donkey. Oh, Chiboro. Chiboro. Donkey. See, I, when does Diesel turn heel? Spoiler alert. Not until the new year. Really? I think. I think if there's shades of grey between now and then, though. Because I was going to say, him attacking Bret Hart in Canada is the biggest heel thing you can do, isn't it? Apart it, from, like, electrocuting the dog. It, <laughs> it is, but I don't think the people are that against him. Like, not, I think I think Brett kind of brought it on himself. They're not making much noise. Uh, here's the referees. There's Wurzel. Here's the officials. Big Daddy Cool lost his cool. Yeah, Tony, Tony Guerrero. Tony Chimmel as well. Big Chimmel. Chimmel was always a bit of a dog's body at this point. Yeah. Sometimes I'd see him putting the ring together. Sometimes you'd see him, like, just collecting ring attire. Yeah. Dreamed to be a ring announcer one day. He'd get there. Oh, the guns are back. They're, they're not as soapy as they were last time we saw them run out. <laughs> is that Henry Godwin? Yeah, it is. Uh, top yeah. baby face Henry Godwin. I can, I can never remember which one's which. I just remember it's Hog and well, Pig. Well, there's only Henry O at the moment. Oh, is it? Okay. Phineas I has not debuted yet. Henry, it's just Henry O at the moment. <laughs> Quick oh, was that Aldo Montoya? Was the Portuguese Man of War? Bam Bam Bigelow. Big Bum Bigelow's in there. Savio Vega. Oh, and we're going off Bob Holly. as they rip each other to shreds. Oh, look at Aldo Montoya in the main event. <laughs> I'll be ECW well, champion one day. <laughs> so everyone's from fucking Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Yorkshiremen. Mm. So get fucked. DQ main event. <laughs> anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Doesn't mean it's good, but anything can happen. Yeah. What do we think of In Your House for the Great White North? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, from what we paid attention to. <laughs> um, Expert analysis. Oh, by the way, what do you reckon uh, Old Big Dave gave the uh, main event? Uh, three quarters of a star. Oh, you, you thought better than you did. One star. Mm. So um, do you want to know some things that happened after the show? Go on, tell me. So the pay-per-view ends there, yeah. but... The live crowd get a few more things. So he's already out there. Henry O'Godwin uh, takes on Sid. Wow. After this, in a quick but terrible match, says Dave. Wow, that's, that's a turn up for the books. Godwin beats him. Wow. He pins Sid. What? What a push. Why? why I don't yeah. understand why they soured on Sid in this point. Only to just turn around and go, actually, no, give him the title. Mm, it's, I wonder whether I, mean, I don't think they were ready. I mean, they, he doesn't he doesn't become the champion for oh no a year, it's, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So they they I think he'll go away and come back. Does he go to? Does he go back to WCW? Does he go to oh, Japan? I don't know. Or does he or just maybe, go play softball? Or I think he just, just steps away from wrestling for a little bit. I yeah. think softball season. It is softball season. <laughs> um, after that, Jerry Lawler does a five minute monologue insulting Winnipeg. Of course he does. Uh, having to go at the football team and all that jazz. Lawler and Skip, who was scheduled to face Harkushi in a dark match that never took place, um, were in Isaac Yankum's corner for a match against Bret Hart. 
Bret Hart had Brett McNeil and Miles Gorrell of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers CFL team in his corner. Yeah, of course. Uh, naturally, the heat built around the guys on the outside who ended up tussling. Hart won with the sharpshooter on the hottest match on the night. So Bret Hart, having, wrestled, having not wrestled yet, yeah. wrestles for the live crowd in Canada. Owen Hart and Yokozuna beat Savio Vega and Bam Bam Bigelow. I was about to say, where's Owen? But you wouldn't want them getting cheered on TV, would you? Mm. Uh, this is the main event of the evening. Yokozuna pinning Savio Vega. Double duty for Yoko. Yeah, Jesus. he must be absolutely paggered. Um, one little piece of, of information, which is what I sent to you uh, just the other day about this. And I didn't catch it. I might rewind it and see whether oh, it's on here. Yeah. So according to Dave Meltzer, just as the cameras fade to black, signifying the end of the In Your House pay-per-view, a disgusted Vince McMahon threw down his glasses and headset and said the words horrible as he started to walk to the back with Jim Ross while a pull-apart brawl with Bret Hart and Diesel was still going on in the ring. Seconds later, as the brawl ended, Diesel, the person McMahon had planned to build his company around one year earlier, was being booed out of the building, yet another in the long line of failed experiments in his quest to find a new Hulk Hogan. But let's just see whether or not... That particular bit is kept on. Yeah, I'm gonna rank, up. I'm gonna crank up the volume. This is tremendous. We invite you to join us at the Survivor Series. We apologize for leading you through the satellite time. Thank you for joining us in your house. No, they've cut it out. No. <laughs> but on the original, on the original production. Tony Vincent Man can just be heard throwing his headphones off and going, horrible. Horrible. Now, that could easily be character work because, yeah. you know, there's a pull-apart brawl with your two main guys in there, so you're True. playing that up. But I, I can't help but feel that Vince is probably a little bit upset with the main event yeah. or the, the lack of cheers for Diesel. I'm surprised he didn't come out and have a go at the Winnipeg audience. Like, was it Raw a few years back where he came out in Liverpool and, you know... Liverpool faithful weren't making enough noise, so Vince came out during the break and was just like, ah, oh, having a go at them. Like, Did oh, he? Yeah. I don't remember this. I wasn't there for it, um, but I remember reading about it, and he was just going, ah, oh, Liverpool sounds like an, like an illness, basically, and just having a go at them for not making noise. I ended up going to an ICW show a month or so later in Liverpool, and Mark Dallas came out and had a go at Vince McMahon. Oh. Going mad, saying, if the crowd aren't cheering, that's not the crowd's fault. It's your fault for putting on a crap product. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Is this ICW now on the WWE Network? Yeah, sorry, Mark. Ayla, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you got to make money. Yeah. you got to yeah. make the cheddar. No no harm here. So that was In Your House 4. We hope you enjoyed the watch long. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the insight and the, uh, the behind the scenes that we gave you. The sideways look at the wrestling news uh, in 1995 <laughs> for the last two hours. Did you have a lovely time, Jack? Oh, of course I did. Oh. What, did. What did you think of the show? It was, it was fine. It, it was, was just there. there. Yeah. It was, it was a, do you know what? It was a tenor. For, for, for at the time, it was like nine ninety five, So it's not a full price pay-per-view. So, of course, you're just going to get two hours. I kind of wish we could have done things differently with the Intercontinental title. Definitely. At least given Dean Douglas, like, a little rain. Like, don't, don't bin it off so quick. Yeah. Like, could have given him a little bit more. He's not the best character, but it would have been nice to have... You could have done the same... Something. You could have done the same finish, but with the roles reversed. Mm. You, you could have had him pin Razor and Razor have his leg under the rope. Yeah, that would have worked. Babyface sympathy. Heat for the heel. Cowardly heel champions. Just like, nah, I've beaten your Razor. You're not getting a rematch. Perfect. Nah. 
That's but, what you could have done, but you didn't. But something tells me the click mm-hmm. got in Vince's ear and like, oh, well, Sean's not got it. Razor needs it. Not this, not this geek yeah. from ECW. Not this mm. geek. Mm. Uh, the Goldust debut is is certainly a sign of a, an edgier product to come. I'm looking forward I'm to seeing him by. on Raw and mm. seeing how they flesh it out and how it just gets more, to, to, to use the vernacular, bizarre. Mm. I want to see the bizarre one become more bizarre. And uh, we are heading straight for Kevin Nash Diesel versus Bret Hart at Survivor Series 1995. Very nice. We will watch the the build and the road to that every single week on the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. So for next time, until next time, he is Brat Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us now that I am gone. Who will take my precious monkeys to be baptized? Love you, bye! softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.